up, everybody? Welcome back to the BPR podcast. Before you get started, like, please like, comment, subscribe. As always, make sure you guys follow our socials linked down below. We drop almost daily clips or challenge videos, etc., on our Instagram, TikTok, and our YouTube shorts. And as always, audio listeners, make sure you guys download the podcast, rate it, and review it as well, as it will help us in the charts. Hopefully, one day. <laughs> All right. As usual. Let's just get right into it. NFL. NFL. Let's talk about the game. At least this weekend was better than last weekend. We could say that much. But let's talk about the biggest game, the Chiefs and the Bills. Yeah, Chiefs-Bills. Did it live up to two years ago? I would say yes. Yes, it did. Yeah, pretty much. Definitely did. Yeah, it was complete deja vu. Exactly. Um, Josh Allen, again, helpless. Couldn't do anything much more. Couldn't do much, much more. Patrick Mahomes again, balls out. Kelsey balls out as well. And uh, the it just ends in heartbreak for Buffalo again. Yeah, let's start with the Chiefs. I mean, obviously this game ended up coming with which team made the less mistakes, um, which was the Chiefs, like I would say 2-1 to one really, and which came in the fourth quarter, which was the mainly special teams issue, minus the fumble from uh, the Chiefs side was a fumble, but the special team side for the Bills. But the Chiefs, you asked me last week, or you told me last week the Chiefs are back. I'll say so. I, I said that they looked good. It helps that their linebackers were injured, Buffalo's linebackers. But, you know, Mahomes looked like he's actually Mahomes, for sure, this time. Um, more confident in that because, you know, the defense played... Uh, Buffalo's defense played well, right, for most part. Of the, for, for what, the for what part. they have, they played yeah, well. Yeah, for the most part, they played well. Kelsey, obviously, was going to pop off, which makes sense because of the, the linebacker concern. Um, they had Kadarius Tony injured. But the run game wasn't that bad. Raheem Mostert played well. Sorry. Mostert. Um, <laughs> Pacheco. Pacheco played well. I always mix those guys up for some reason. Isaiah Pacheco played well. Uh, Rashi Rice didn't go off like he did last week, but he didn't really need to because Kelsey was the main focus this I time. know, but he, uh, he did his part. Valdez Gatling did his part yeah. as well. So A couple of big catches from big guys. Like, not not the big guys. Yeah, which uh, was... Main guy was Valdez Gatling. He, yeah. made, he made two down-the-field catches. Pretty good. There were some throws that Mahomes did miss that he usually gets, but credit no, to the Bills like defense. There, there, there were some in the end of the in the first half that I saw personally that I see. I only saw two. Yeah, those are the half. ones. That's a couple. Huh? <laughs> couple. Yeah. So yeah. like that's, so that's what I'm saying. There was a couple that I've seen him miss that he usually hits, but again, but credit to the Bills defense yeah. there. It's this still got points off it, so it didn't really matter at the end of the day. Yeah. Um from the Chiefs side of things, yeah, but let's see. The problem is, which we'll talk about later, they're gonna be going against Baltimore. And the Chiefs, when we thought they were going to be back in the regular season, ended up playing a good team and they got their ass kicked. So that this might potentially be the case. We'll uh, talk about yeah. this game, the Chiefs-Ravens matchup on Thursday's pod. But for now, yeah. The, I, I mean, never really thought they'll the, be back the big test in was, the regular season. The big test was the Chiefs on the road for the first time in the playoffs. Right? And they passed it, clearly. Yeah, they passed they won. it. Oh, yeah. Um, I never thought they would be back in the regular season. Right? At the end of the day, the game that they played good was against the Bears, so I had no issues well, with that. Well, the reason why I thought they were there's, back there's, was... The there's reason, confident this time. The reason why I thought they were back was because also Nick Shook put Patrick Mahomes in the MVP convoy. It was that around that period where people were like, okay, the Chiefs are finding their mojo, and then it went downhill literally since... Yeah, yeah but them. that's why I'm saying people people thought that they yeah, were back. Yeah, I, I didn't agree with those people. Um, main reason is because I had Mahomes in my fantasy, so I was watching him closely every week, and it, it wasn't the same Mahomes until the Miami Dolphins game and this Buffalo Bills game. Yeah, he was unstoppable. Every time I saw Chiefs go on the field, I was like, yeah, this Bills defense is in danger. And they were. They were almost like every single drive up until the fumble, right? 
the Chiefs got points in every single drive. Field goal or touchdown. They got points. Yeah. So, obviously, then they had a, the big stop at the end, giving the ball to Josh Allen for the last drive. But at the end of the day, that's, as a Bills defense, you did as much as you could. You did better than I expected to. You guys did. You you kept it close. That's all you had to do. And you did that. And then, obviously, the Chiefs had a complimentary game, right? Um, their defense obviously wasn't good in the first half, but their offense was. So, they kind of helped them out. And at the end, and it flipped over. The defense closed out the game for them. And uh, the Chiefs offense was good. All They just had a good game, all three phases throughout the whole entire game. Whereas uh, Buffalo, on the other hand, might not have had that. Yeah, so let's let's talk about Buffalo. They're cursed. They're at this point. Four straight Super Bowl loss, losses back in the 90s, uh, around that period. This time it was like the Buffalo, the football guys wanted Buffalo to win, right? The coach makes, a, I think, a dumb decision to go for it. Uh, on a on what you call it on on the fake punt whatever whoever decided that whether it be Sean McDermott, it was a bad decision. Ultimately, he's decision. a head coach. So he it was a bad mean? decision. Yeah, at the end of the day. So they, if, if the football gods helped them by making that fumble, uh, hap- not not obviously the fumble. Well, was, not, it, was, it was on McCole Hardman. Well, no, I'm just saying in general, it, the fact that it bounced into the end zone. Yeah, you don't know where the ball would ever bounce, right? So that helped them. They went obviously they uh, they couldn't convert on anything, but then they got the ball back. They kind of got screwed over by the the pass interference call, but then they still stopped them the next three downs or uh, yeah the next three downs. So that's when the gods went against them. Yeah, and then it was like, yes, Buffalo might get it done. They're at least gonna get to the field goal range, and the, it was like one of those things where like get your hopes up high and then come dashing down, and that's exactly what happened with Tyler Bass. Hitting wide right, which is trending on Twitter right now. Wide well. right, it's a it's a famous, unpopular saying in Buffalo. Yeah, uh, but it's also infamous because it's it's a, that those words curse Buffalo, right? And uh, what what can we say? We we expected, we knew the defense would be bad, right? But they played good yeah. for what they had. Yeah, yeah, they did the job. Josh Allen. What 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 can you do more? Yeah, like like genuinely, what could he do more? I don't know. My, you know how we have a uh, obviously Tyler Bass missed a kick. Don't get me wrong, right? But my, if you know how we do our superlatives and superlatives, and we're like, oh, missed this the most disappointing team and stuff. I'm gonna change it to most disappointing player, and you know where I'm going with this. Stephon Diggs, big big major drop at the beginning of the drive. Josh Allen absolutely launches it. I know it's a difficult catch. Don't get me wrong. But you're talented. You're regarded as one of the top five receivers in the league. Not anymore. Top 10. Well, not anymore, obviously, <laughs> after this season. I am hell of disappointed in that play because big players are supposed to show up. Yeah. There's no Gabe Davis. It was on you this game. Yeah. And you did not make that catch. I don't know. I was, I'm very disappointed. I've like, never, that's what. I was never really high on Stefan Diggs to begin with as, like, the top five guy. That's just me. That's but he's performed opinion. like it at the end of the day. I'm just saying that was my opinion. Yeah, I, your opinion, but like, yeah, yeah. he's performed like a top five. I, and I get you that, but you I can't, still, you I, can't disagree with I, that. I, I, again, I, yeah. I, I was just not sold, even though with those. I know, but I I'm, get that. Yeah, because at the end of the day, the moments like this. It, so, well, okay, he's not I, top five. He's still top ten, and is regarding the upper echelon of wide receivers. Sure. At, at the end of the day, but matter. I'm just saying in general, like I was, it was like the Pierre Luc Dubois thing with me for him. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm okay, gonna no, yeah. That's just me, my opinion. Yeah. We're not gonna argue about that right now because right now you're on my side based on like what happened today. I know I'm on your side, so but I'm, I'm saying I, overall, I, I just think that's. My I don't like that comparison by you. Okay, though. but like, okay. Well, I'm, I'm just. Saying I'm just saying, saying, in my opinion, I never was high on Stefan Diggs. I understand he had mo- like 
he had first two years with Buffalo, he was good. I get it. He comes out, he's complaining that he was in, uh, treated right or whatever this past year. I'm just saying, like, ultimately, I saw this coming for me. I don't know why. I just thought it was just me. Um, but that being outside of that, that being said, Josh Allen was, like, the main concern in the regular season. But every time he comes into the playoffs, minus, I think, last year against Burrow, he has been a playoff performer for the most part. Except it's not on him, but ultimately, like, this time, was, was, you could say Stefan Diggs, but special teams let him down. Right, this for the most part. Last the, time we played the Chiefs, the coaching and the, the defense, defense coaching yeah. and the defense let him down. Yeah, because there's no way you, the squib kick and all that stuff could have happened in that 13 seconds. There was a lot of discussion with that as well. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying coaching and defense let him down yeah. then, and yeah, and then the year before they were he was still that was when he rose and it, it made sense that he lost to the Chiefs that year, uh, in the championship game. Oh I think yeah, it was. You were, you, but yeah, you wasn't expect to win that one. The thing is this: this just proves. Yes, quarterbacks are like the most important position. Most take the most blame if they lose, and uh, obviously get the most credit. And you win games because of quarterback play. But football is a team sport, and uh, yeah, genuinely in this game two years ago, Josh Allen genuinely could not do more. Like we couldn't ask him to do more if we wanted to. Yeah, we cannot. And if you're saying we can ask him to do more, you don't know football. You do not know football. As simple as that. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, Josh Allen is going to be a team player. In the press conference, he did say, like, I could have done better on that potential Shakir touchdown at the end of the game that led to the missed field goal. Fine, fair. That If people want to judge it on that. But not er- it's human, right? Not every player is going to be perfect on every single um, throw or every single play or whatever the case is. And also, taking the situation, right? Like, his defense is injured. He yeah. has to go toe-to-toe with probably, you could even say, the second greatest quarterback in the playoffs. Like, you could argue that now with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, you mean, like, overall? Yeah. Okay, okay yeah, never yeah. mind. I think about this year, I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, no, yeah, so, like, you're going toe-to-toe. Yeah, the best guy in the game. Yeah, with the best guy in the game currently in the playoffs. Yeah. And potentially the second greatest of all time. Yeah. And uh, and he did that two times. And he did that at his level. <laughs> he did that at Patrick Mahomes' level. I, I want to cut you off. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just, I'm just laughing because, like, if any... Older dudes watching this, they're probably screaming like Joe, Joe Montana, Montana. <laughs> or, <laughs> or like Dan, no, not Dan Marino, but Joe Montana mainly. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, like I said, arguably, I don't, I don't yeah, say no, like I was yeah. just joking around with that part. But yeah, um, obviously, I'm, I'm obviously like we're neutrals in this game, but I had more. No, I'm, I was definitely. You're neutral. definitely neutral. I had you more. Had, I, you were yeah, yeah. Let me let me say it. Like okay. you were neutral. I was obviously neutral, but I had a little bit more implication than a no, like a like you because. At the end of the day, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, who you guys don't know, are my favorite quarterbacks in the league behind Anthony Richardson, because that's a <laughs> given, any Colts player. So for me, I'm like, if Lamar and Josh Allen are racing in the AFC Championship game, you're in a win-win situation. I'm in a win-win situation, right? So then I'm like, I'm just winning. I'm rooting for the guy who wins in the AFC. Yeah, but obviously, yeah, it didn't go down like that. And, and I can't even blame, like, if it was like, you know, regular season Josh Allen, yeah, then like, he will take the blame. I've seen you because you, you went from high Lamar and then Josh Allen started rising. You went then high Josh Allen. Then you kind of went low Lamar because he's been struggling in the playoffs. It's not even struggling. It was, he was went, injured. I, I, even I, when he was... In I the, couldn't before, see him. Before, I couldn't see him Before play. the injury, he was not... I'm talking about before the injury as well. His MVP year, for example, the first one. Yeah, I was one. Because he's going to get a second one. But I was high on him then. Yeah, but I what I'm saying is you kind of like went down because he couldn't... I didn't go down on Lamar. On the playoffs though. That, that never I never knocked Lamar down. 
No, I'm not saying you never docked him down. I'm saying that your enthusiasm went down because he str- when he wasn't. Yeah, the, like I wasn't outside of the injury when he was in the playoffs, he did not perform well. Yeah, for the most that, part. That, okay, so I wasn't happy. That doesn't mean like he dropped in my. I never said yeah. he dropped in your. So ranking. like, what do you mean my enthusiasm? I'm still rooting for him. My enthusiasm was no, still high for him because like. Okay, never mind. I'm not gonna go bother. Yeah, you. like I don't know. No, because I'm not saying that. I'm saying behind the scenes when like I've seen you, like when you, like, well, what I'm saying is you're a real guy. Like when it comes to you, you're not heavily biased when it comes to your favorite. Anyway, I know you personally. That yeah. Way. Okay. Yeah. So that's what good. I'm saying, what I was gonna allude so, to is, you were talking bad about Josh Allen, his play, not him, yeah, him as a player. That doesn't mean my. Enthusiasm. As, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, but that doesn't mean my enthusiasm's low. And no, it was though. No, it doesn't. No, that means like okay, you're like okay. I don't know if I trust him in the playoffs, and you had rightfully so because you threw a pick in every game this past year, essentially, right, Josh Allen. That's what I mean. You're like okay, I'm not sure if I'm. Yeah, you're going to root for him. That enthusiasm yeah. is high. I'm talking yeah, about that's what the I mean. confidence of the enthusiasm. That, that, I mean. No, that's confidence. Enthusiastic is like, yo, I'm still with him. I'm going to be pumped up for him. But like, if, if I'm no, confident, that's a different story. That's a different word. No, but what I'm saying is it kind of... It's cor- confidence. You're just trying to say confidence. Yeah, yeah but it still correlates because if you're not heavily confident, you're not going to be as enthusiastic either. Do you mm, get what I mean? This, I just, no. I don't. I actually don't. Sorry, right, we're not doing an English lesson. Yeah, but okay. Anyways, I, I might be wrong. I don't. I'm. I'm, I'm just saying, like, if I was, if I'm not confident, like Man United, I'm not confident on winning. Yeah. Do you see me being enthusiastic half the time when I watch their games? You know, that's but what like, I mean. The, the thing is this. That's the exact okay, yeah. thing I'm saying. But like, the difference between Josh Allen is, he was still always in it. Like Man United would. Just, like, that's what I'm trying to correlate that. Like that's what I mean. Like Josh Allen wasn't garbage. Lamar Jackson wasn't because garbage. Because during the at some point in the season, like when we talked to Nick Shock or we would listen to other people, they all written them off. You kind yeah, of were in that stage too. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's fair. But anyways, screw the English yeah, lesson. Like, but no, I'm just like fine, whatever. We'll let these like they decide. weren't garbage. Yeah, Man United is garbage. But yeah, yeah. But, but my point is, you're not confident, which means you're enthusiastic. You might not be as enthusiastic when you watch the game. Nah, I don't, I Even don't, when they I score. Don't, I don't see it like how you said it right now. But okay, whatever. anyways. But my point is that... you. Um, now I lost my point. But, but, but the thing is, like, well, Lamar now is like... You're now confident, which means you're going to be heavily enthusiastic. Now, because like for me, the first guy you told me was Lamar. And then Josh Allen became Josh yeah, Allen. Yeah, obviously. Right? Because Lamar Lamar popped out. Like, Lamar so, had his breakthrough season. Obviously, with... Lamar had his breakthrough season before Josh Allen. Yeah, so at, obviously at with sports time. fandom, it's like... um, it's different that way so you can't say you weren't a neutral because you were he- you were rooting for josh allen yeah like, we, i had more impl- <laughs> I had before more we hit record he said i was depressed <laughs> as a joke yeah no so like what i was trying to say is like coming into his game i was a neutral like you people consider i'm neutral because we're colts fans yeah but then i'm like i have more implications no than like i would have i would have said like literally like if i'm like i'm heavily like rooting people for Lamar yeah win. like people would think we are neutrals that's what i'm trying oh, to say oh okay that way okay. yeah but and anyways then, like compared to you being a neutral and compared to me i had Josh Allen, which was yeah, honestly, which I predicted the Bills. Hey, I had it, Bills. It, it, I had Bills winning or going to the Super Bowl in the beginning of the year. But you picked the Chiefs. I said yeah. Then I changed yeah. it because <laughs> I was more confident in the Chiefs to do it. This but yeah, time. no. Oh uh, no, my question over Buffalo before we close it out. This is it's a depressing one. <laughs> <laughs> my question with Buffalo though, Sean McDermott. I is he gonna get fired? I don't know. I don't. I don't think he should. Reason being, I don't think so either. At the end of the day, like, what can Sean McDermott do? Like, every every single to... year, his defense is never healthy in the playoffs. True. Like, Tredavious White, oh, I don't know if, I don't even remember the last, I'm pretty sure Tredavious White played last year in the playoffs, but I'm, I'm not fully confident, but like. But the other guy was injured. Um, They had no safeties, Joe yeah. Poyer and uh, Micah Hyde. And then the year before, 
Tredavious White was injured. The then other the, guys played. <laughs> then other guys played. Like they never had a fully healthy defense. I guess like last year, one Von Miller was injured. They're wait, a big signing. They're scapegoat though, right? That's the problem. Coach will get the scapegoat. That's the easiest player to replace. Uh, I don't think he should ever be fired. I'm saying that at this right now. I thought if this was a disappointing loss, if like yeah, you could criticize. Like la- last year was you could di- criticize the. F- okay, this I'm gonna make the difference from this year last year quickly. Last year was disappointing. The ones against the Chiefs were genuine heartbreak. That's what I was gonna say. Like, yeah. If this was like last year, then I would have seen it. Why? If they didn't make the playoffs, I would have seen it. Why? Um, the thing with Sean McDermott is like I've, we talked about it when the Spolstra signing happened. Like you need to keep a culture. He has that culture going. You fix the mistake. You have Joe Brady. I don't think he'll get a head coaching position, so he'll probably stay. Um, and you already have your whoever. You're the defensive play caller, I believe. If not, whoever your current defense yes, guy is. Yes. He's doing fine as well. So I don't think he should be cha- uh, fired. Fraser. Yeah, no, he's not. He's not there? No, he took a year off this year. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I think that's why I think I don't know who it was. So I think it was Leslie Fraser. It then. was Leslie Fraser, and not, then he, not this year. Then obviously this year, then he had to take over. Because, yeah. yeah. But um, maybe that's why they sucked eventually. What, <laughs> but something he should change, right? Because Burrow's going to be back. I'm hoping the Chargers make a proper hiring so the Chargers will be back. You're the team that's on your shirt right now. I hope they'll take yeah, a Yeah, obviously you have the Texans making a jump. Texans, the Jags. should make the jump. Jags. Jags, depending on the what The whole AFC doing. North, right? So either way, you got to make a change. Your whole your own division minus the Patriots, right? So um, the, the I, thing is, for I me, the, no, think for me, this is yeah. the thing you got to do. You probably have, if you need to free up cap space, I'm sorry, get rid of Stefan Diggs. Figure out a way to get rid of his money, right? Mike Evans is available. Mike Evans, next to Terry McLaurin for me, is the most underrated receiver one there is. Him as a superstar wide receiver is definitely underrated. He doesn't get talked about yeah, as much. that is true. But the thing is, I don't think replacing Diggs. I think you need someone with Diggs. At the, they're not. What's his name? Who's the guy on TSN? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know Diggs wasn't involved. But I, no, no, I, what I'm saying. What's his name though? Luke Wilson. Yeah, I know he he's said. He's saying that the Joe Brady offense doesn't not cater to Stephon Diggs. So if that's the case, and if that if that analysis is true, you move on from Stefan Diggs. I'm sorry. I know. Okay, but you have that's to make a change fair. somewhere. That's fair. But at the same time, who everyone's attention's on Diggs. The Chiefs give a shit about Diggs. They're like, no, I don't care who beats us. Stefan Diggs is not going to beat us, right? And yes, I know I shot on them, especially from that one play. Don't yeah. get me wrong. He had a bad year. But yeah, I know. Obviously, after like week six, he fell off. Yeah. But the thing is this. You need a guy secondary to him at the end of the day, right? Like, and uh, the best teams, obviously, other than the Chiefs last year, like look at the Niners. Many weapons, many good weapons. Yeah, and I get You take that. away Debo, you have Brandon Ayuk. You take away that, you have Kittle. Um, the Ravens, you take away OBJ, they have Zay Flowers. You take away that, they have Mark Andrews coming back. Yeah, <laughs> so, which is why Baltimore now is exactly. better than what they were so, a few years ago. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that, but if you have to make up space and if he doesn't feature and he's been... Pain in the ass in the locker room from the OTAs. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could right. see your point, yeah. How else are they going to free cap space? Maybe Von Miller? If Maybe, you, yeah, right? Von Miller so If they're going to free up cap space, I, if if you really want to get... If you, they believe in Gabe Davis and Shakir now, if they do, and they have two solid tight ends, right? So depending on what Joe Brady wants to do with his offense, if it has to be Stefan Diggs, if I'm a Buffalo fan, I'm pretty sure Buffalo fans won't care because Mike Evans is available. Yeah. And if Mike Evans, the way he performed, which we'll talk about in a second... He's an upgrade on Stefan Diggs, and you know that. This is the same tier, man. I, I think I, I, I think I, that's a major it's, upgrade. No, I it's think, not, man. Especially after this it's year. It's not a major upgrade. It, it's an upgrade. Okay, it's it's not, a, for it's me, not. it's a, especially from this year's performance. I to, I'm, not a, saying, I'm not saying it's a downgrade. They're the same level. 
Like no, obviously uh, the Evans. play styles are different, but if you're looking at production wise, you can't discredit what Diggs did apart from like before this year. But again, locker room wise, you got to look at it that way. Yeah, too. okay, yeah, that's a different story. I'm talking about play styles. This is not a major upgrade for me. It's it a is. similar level. I, it's a half a it's, tier. It's a half a tier at least. No, I'm sorry, I'm I not. think Mike. I disagree. I, with Mike that. Evans is not talked about I'm, enough. I think I'm, he's I'm so not, underrated. I agree with that. I agree with that. But he's not a major upgrade over Stephon Diggs. I'm sorry. Bro, Buffalo, please make this change. And if you win the Super Bowl, you're welcome. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Okay. But, but the point I'm trying to make here is like the teams that make the Super Bowl, a.k.a. the Eagles, the Bengals, the Rams, um, I'm probably the Ravens. What I'm saying, they have multiple good weapons. What I'm saying is partner them. They, I have no issues with yeah, you. Yeah, I'm that. saying partner them. I'm not saying get rid but of if, them. If I that. have to make that decision and that's the way you're going to do it, I'm fine with that too. Yeah, no, but I think I, Mike Evans is better than Stefan Diggs. I'm sorry. I'm I don't gonna think say that so, bro. I, I don't think they're think half so. a tier apart. That's no, just me. No, they're in the same tier, bro. Everyone has an opinion. We, we they're in the same we'll tier. We'll community poll it if we have to. They're in the same tier. I think they're half a tier Just better. Just because he freaking struggled this one year or half a season, I think you're going to take him out of the conversation? Year, never gets talked about. That's all. Yeah, that's fair. I agree with that. But he's not a half a tier better than Stefan Diggs. He's okay. not a major gonna, upgrade over Diggs. We're going to agree to disagree. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because I'm not... <laughs> this is going to be a, if we ever do a debate episode, that's one debate episode we could do because yeah. Mike Evans' numbers year after year, a thousand yards receivers yeah, every yeah. year. Right? So the, the point, that, I'm not arguing that. The point I'm arguing, you said he's a major upgrade over Stefan Diggs. Listen, if how you the keep, hell is he a major upgrade okay, over, after Stefan Diggs? Half a tier. Half, half a, a tier. I still don't agree with that. I'm going half a tier. Uh, major was a little exaggerated. They're on the same tier. I, I'll make, I, I'll own up that part. I won't say major. I'm half a tier. If you consider that major, then that's on you. Half a tier for me at least. It's, they're the same. That's tier. just me. They're the same. There's tier. a reason why. Okay, I'm not gonna go. They're both there. in the A tier. Uh, if there's like an A plus A mine A tier, that's there's what not, I'm gonna put. There's it. not. That's just me. There's not. Then it's A and B. It's A, a, it's a, and, it's a and A. Um. Anyways, he's A minus. Uh, move on. Um. No, no, no. Last thing I do want to say: if you do keep Stefan Diggs and D Hop gets bought out, go out, go after D Hop. That's the perfect. Then that. Then the I point. Okay. The, there. Okay. Getting back on topic here, other than this argument we just had. Yeah. I want to say is that like. When I said the Rams, Bengals, um, the Eagles, the Niners, and Ravens were Super Bowl contenders this year, all have multiple great weapons. The Chiefs had it too with the uh, Hill and uh, Kelsey. You, you don't have that in Buffalo. I'm sorry, you do not. Yeah. So if like Dal- Dalton Kincaid could develop into that, but if you're really trying to go to it now, that's the one thing Buffalo is missing compared to all these other contenders and, then go get, and teams that make the Super Bowl. Then go and that's why I think replacing Stephon Diggs with Mike Evans, I don't think that's going to help because you're still in the same situation because you still have the number one guy. Mike Evans still has Chris Godwin. I'm not taking away from Mike Evans. Don't don't take that. Don't take it. Don't okay. not take it that way. Okay. When Mike Evans gets cut out, which he should, like your defensive game plan should be Mike Evans. Tampa Bay still had Chris Godwin. Tampa Bay still had. Obviously, Gronk That's and, fine. and all that stuff. You don't have that in Buffalo. You take away Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, all he does is run. But okay, my point... Okay, now I have a question for you this. Locker room issues. Now what? Yeah, that that's fair. But I was talking about on-field performance, right? And at the end of the day, if D- Diggs... Yes, I know I'm going against what I just said. He did not have his best game and uh, best year, not even just game. Yeah, no, he didn't have his best year in general. So because of that, he shouldn't be saying shit in the locker room anyways. Right. At the end of the day, he has to one up with what he did this year. This year was on him, not on Josh Allen, not on anyone on not any coaching. 
the, the biggest disappointment this year in Buffalo was Stephon Diggs. Okay, so to close this Buffalo side out. So if he's a legit player, take take the blame, get better, stop blaming your quarterback, stop blaming how you've been treated right, because to, you didn't do anything yourself. To close this out, ultimately, if you do keep, you got to figure out what your game plan is because you have, it's a new offensive coordinator that came in the middle of the season. So he didn't have time to do adjustments. If Joe Brady can't figure out Stefan Diggs, then unfortunately you move on from him. Simple as that, right? It depends on what his game plan is ultimately. And if, if that involves a receiver like Mike Evans or whoever else is a free agent this year, you go after him and you partner him up. If D-Hop gets cut, you, there you go. You, you do but Yeah, that. so Bills have options. Bills have all this stuff they need to figure out. But at the end of the day, we, we're not saying it's a failed season for the Bills. It's still a good okay. season. But at the end of the day, when you're, when you're in the playoffs... When you when you're a team that's expected like you know, when you when you want to win a Super Bowl and you have the capabilities yeah. of doing it, only one team is happy at the end of the year. For sure, but I but, but this is one of those teams that is a Super Bowl like contender. The Cowboys are a fail. The Bills are still good. Like they were a good season. Give so you're you're pretty much putting the Giannis words here. What? <laughs> the, you know what Giannis said last year when, what, about the failure of a season when he was asked that question. Yeah, yeah. Like pretty much that what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like for me, I, I, it's a failed season. I think they were Super Bowl contender from the beginning. They were. They had an up. They give them credit for the bounce back. I. I I'm fine with that. Um. Yes, you're right. To your point, yeah, you're right. Only one team will be happy. But unfortunately, if you're not that team and you're that caliber of a team, it's a failed season. All right. He, um. See, he said it himself, Josh Allen. He's gonna say it himself. That's his him. CJ Stroud said it. That one, I will disagree with him personally. I don't think it was a failed season for CJ Stroud. Him as a competitor, it is. Every player will think that way. Buffalo Bills. I'm sorry, it's still a failed season. He had Super Bowl contender I've written all over you. It's it's a failed season. But anyways, that's just me. We'll agree to disagree on two things. Yeah. Um. Just unless you want to rebuttal what, what I said. Just to finish off that reason why I'm not gonna put on full failure, just because at the end of the day you were injured as hell. Your backup linebackers were getting injured. Like that just says your star linebackers are injured. Your backup linebackers are getting injured. You had to legit like if you didn't trade for Russell Douglas, I don't think you had any cornerbacks. Yeah, no. And uh, unfortunately, it's part of the game. And uh, yeah, it's a part of the game. Don't get me wrong. And there's levels, right? Dallas Cowboys are a failure. You guys were had an okay year. Uh, That's what I'm gonna label it as. All right, we'll, we'll okay leave it there. Decent. Yeah, okay. Uh, Kansas City, we'll talk about more on Wednesday or yeah Thursday. I mean, they're moving on. They're gonna have more yeah, talk so on them anyways. Um, but next next game. Let's La- go AFC. You want to finish it off there? Yeah, finish off the AFC. Ravens, Texans. Uh, speaking of CJ Stroud. Yeah, the Ravens defense so legit. Uh, we'll start off with the Texans, but the Ravens defense was legit. That it made CJ Stroud struggle again, like he did in uh, kind of in week one. And week two as well against Indy. Yeah, no, we're talking about Ravens though. Oh, are you talking about no, no, we're talking about Texans, but like yeah, we're talking yeah, about the Ravens' Texans. defense made him struggle. Oh yeah, again. no, I'm just saying. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I was. And also in Indy, he had like 380 yards. I was like three touchdowns. I was exemplifying <laughs> your point that when he was pressured and sacked, he struggled. That's yeah. what I was trying. And to even say. And still in that game, he still had 380 yards but and like, three touchdowns. The game was out of reach at the beginning, anyways. For that, it one. wasn't. It was like. But a anyways, ten-point um, game. There, I saw a strat before, after we recorded the podcast that he just struggles in outdoor games this year. Now, obviously, there's a factor with that, what you just said. But in general, I don't know how many other teams that he... I didn't look at which stadium, oh, see, yeah, which was a non-dome stadium. Jets, probably, I think MetLife's uh, outdoor. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Jets game comes to mind. And then... Yeah, but his, yeah, at the end of the day, his numbers weren't the greatest in outdoor compared to Dome. I'm not saying that's the reason why they lost this game. It was clearly the Baltimore defense. And then Baltimore... And then Lamar just showing why he's the MVP probably this year. 
Um, so to talk about Houston first, or do you want to talk about? Yeah, I already said Houston. Uh, Houston, not nothing much. Like I said, I don't think you ha- you don't you guys didn't have a failed season. Uh, you weren't even supposed to be anywhere near here. Me and you were arguing that who's gonna be third or fourth between Indy and Houston. They ended up being one and two, or, or Indy ended up being three, but they were in that conversation of that game was essentially who's gonna be one and out type of thing. Yeah. Which you know, there's no reason why you even even the Cleveland game. I thought you guys would have won that game, but many people did not at the same time as well. Um, so yeah, at the end of the day, it wasn't a really a failed season, but I learned a lot. And like we mentioned to you last time, this team is going to be scary because they have the cap space at the moment with a rookie quarterback who's playing like he's been in the league for five years. Um, Mike Evans is available. Uh, if you want to go after T Higgins, Michael Pittman, whoever you want, Nico Collins emerged this year. The question on Nico Collins will be, um, is he going to do this again next year? I believe with the quarterback with CJ Stroud, you will. Your, your favorite, uh, weapon was injured in Tank Dell. So who knows? The, the sky's the limit. Simple as that. There's nothing much to say defensively. Yeah. So not, nothing much there to say as okay, well. We're, we're gonna bring it back to the game because at the end of the day, Houston has an easy offseason. Yeah. They have an easy offseason, whereas like compared to Bills, bringing back to the game, we mentioned this. CJ Stroud will pick you apart if he could just stand still in the pocket. If he could stay on his spot, which he did in Cleveland against the Cleveland Browns, he will pick you apart, and he did that. The Ravens did not let that happen at all. CJ Stroud was always scrambling, moving around, trying to make a play. And CJ Stroud, yes, he he's shown he could do that, but he is best when he's in the standing still in the pocket and where he could just throw the ball and use his accuracy as his best, you know, strength and just pick apart a defense. And the Ravens just were after him and after him. He was always off his spot, scrambling left, right. And uh yeah, it did just their offense never really troubled that defense at all. And the, then the flip side, the, their defense couldn't stop Lamar Jackson. So the biggest factor, especially in the second half, the biggest factor was the rushing yards from both sides. That was ultimately the biggest eye-dropping number because uh, Devin Singletary twenty-two yards, CJ Stroud had nine rushing, and then Ogun Boale had seven. Whereas Lamar himself had a hundred, Hill had sixty-six, Gus had forty, Dalvin had twenty-three. Yeah, so so like that alone, like that's. Almost what? That's two hundred yards. And yes, Ravens did took. Like, we'll start flipping over the Ravens quickly as well. Uh, Ravens did took a little bit of time to yeah. get get clicking, but yeah, sometimes when, sometimes when you're off, like honestly, they were off three weeks because they didn't even play. Yeah, um, most so their starters. The rust was there. The rust was there, and uh, it weared off at halftime, and uh, they shined in the second half and uh, just dominated. I think they dropped like twenty points in the second half. I think it was a 10-10 game at halftime. And, uh, yeah, um, obviously, we said this again. They are a team with no weakness right now. No weakness the, out of all the four remaining teams. N- they had their moments of flaws in the regular season. But that, that, was, but like, it wasn't even like that, that was their own doings. Exactly. So right? Whereas, like, when we saw, like, the Niners, like, okay, this is concerning. When yeah. we saw, like, the Chiefs, this was concerning. Yeah. And then with this is, um, so my question to you, because he's your favorite player. Running the running back argument comes back, yeah. And all those people from a couple of years ago saying he's a running back now have not talked much because he's finally got weapons and a different system. Okay, here's the thing when you get weapons, when you when you have people to throw to, yeah, you're gonna throw to them, yeah, because they're open. And when you gotta run, you gotta run, yeah, right? Lamar has proved that he could pass the ball, right? It was this year was going to be on Lamar if the Ravens did not succeed. Yeah. And Lamar killed it. He got he has help. And yes, obviously he's rushing for 100 yards. It's a part of the game. 
suck it up. So you know, right? What? Like he is a quarterback, and he is one of the best quarterbacks in the game, right? Do you do you like his running? If you don't, those then are the people calling Josh his running backs. Allen, Kyler don't like Murray. Josh Allen. Don't like Kyler Murray. Don't like Anthony Patrick Richardson. Mahomes. Don't like Anthony Richardson. Do not like Michael Vick. Do not like Cam Newton. You have no right to like those players if you're calling them a running back too. Call those guys running backs. Mahomes a little bit separate. Oh, he, yeah, he's, yeah. He just he makes and stuff like honestly, Josh Allen, dude. Like the main ones are like Richardson. But QB um, Ryan is under everyone Cam, you said. Cam but Mahomes Newton. Cam well. Newton. Yeah. And uh, uh, what's his name? Michael Vick. Yeah, like, to your point, you design QB runs for all those quarterbacks you named, but Patrick Mahomes, he just ended up scrambling, right? Oh, he has some designs. But, but for, like, not as many as not on the as others. Not as many, yeah. But, yeah, no, I hate that argument. I, I genuinely do, because now he's going to run even more, because guess what? You have weapons. So you have more space to run, like, if anything. He has a strength. Why are you knocking yeah. on that? Like, he could run. Exactly. So, so like, the point is... The quarterback is in the position where, like... You gotta move, right? Yeah. You gotta make plays. You gotta use your legs. Yeah, that doesn't mean you're a running back. Listen, Baltimore showed it when he's when he was injured last year and the whole contract situations and the year before, they were bad. Like they couldn't really win a game with. Yeah, them. Um, last year obviously they were still good, which kind of knocked on Lamar. Yeah, the year before they were bad. Last year they still made the playoffs, right? You had to give them credit do for that. Shit, really? Yeah, you had to give them credit for making. But the playoffs. like this year, they're elevated. Yeah, obviously right. it's a different level. So my point is like with the whole Lamar Jackson thing is now if anything he's gonna end up getting more rushing guards because the field opens up because Zay Flowers emerged as a rookie. OBJ is still playing, showing that Isaiah like Isaiah likely stepped up. Isaiah likely stepped up when Mark Andrews was out and Mark, still Mark have, Andrews was there. You still have Bateman. You have Aguilar, who's obviously still decent. But you uh, have options now, so but it's gonna you're gonna have space to run like like he did then, right? So yeah, that I never liked that argument to begin with. If you, if you have a strength. Great. Like, I would understand if he was, his accuracy was so low. Then, for sure. Then, it's not like he's freaking he's uh, Derrick Henry constantly, like, throwing. Like, Derrick Henry, yeah, he has he has the set plays where he throws a touchdown pass, but that doesn't mean he's that, right? Okay, the thing is this. Yes. There's a reason why he won the Heisman, too. Yeah. Um. Okay, here's the thing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have hated the argument if he was missing throws, right? Like, yeah. if he's missing wide open throws, he's running back. I'm sorry, but yeah. he's not. Exactly. He's making those throws, and he's making even more tougher throws. At the end of the day, they're just mad. Yeah, you're just mad. Yeah. You're just mad if you're saying that, because he is. He will be your MVP. He has performed in his in this playoff run so far, and uh, let's see what he does. Big test against the Chiefs. Most passionate I've seen you in a while. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, last thing I do want to mention with... Uh, it's my favorite players, yeah, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Rave, the last thing I do want to mention... I wasn't be animated this one. <laughs> last uh, thing I want to say with the Ravens, because we're going to, again, talk about that matchup more on um, Thursday's pod, is Mark Andrews is going to play this game, but he's likely to come back the next game. So you're going to have Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely, who could alternate and played well, and then you still have all these weapons, and... Guess what? Lamar is doing this without his safety blanket. Now he has a safety blanket. His tr- go-to guy that he had all those years. Yeah, man. Ravens Ravens have no weakness. But let's move yeah. on to the NFC side. We'll go off with the, the Buccaneers and Lions game. Uh, you want to go with that? Okay. Yeah, just because uh, I feel like the other game was closer. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I thought we should lead off with that. <laughs> Buccaneers and Lions. Lions are at the end of the day. They're the better story. Yeah. Uh, what a what a, what an atmosphere <laughs> it was in Ford Field. Obviously, I think this game was the most expensive game. Yeah, for I mean I was wrong, but but yeah, yeah, you were wrong. That that was for sure because the Lions in the fourth quarter, yeah, they just cucked. And uh, yes, it was close. Don't get me wrong. Baker proved me wrong. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers proved me wrong this year. I'll say it. I'll come on and say that. Same. 
But when it comes down to the moments, this Lions team was the better team overall. And uh, yes, it took them a little bit of time. But when it came to the second half, they were a team that like they just needed to have good plays back-to-back together. Defense gets a stop, give the ball to offense. They score, and they had that in the fourth quarter. Scored in three straight drives. Uh, touchdowns, not even field goals. So scored three straight touchdown drives. And uh, just blew the game apart, basically. And uh, Buccaneers still had a chance. Don't get me wrong. But the Lions were better. Yeah. Um, Tampa, obviously, did well. The question with Tampa is going to be next year. And I, let's see, Dennis Allen is still the Saints coach, so I'm, I'm not confident with that. But they're going to have a new offensive um, system. We'll see. I don't think Eagles are going to be this bad. I don't think, uh, I hope one of, uh, if, depending on who Atlanta gets as a coach, won't be this bad as well. Um, same thing with them. Atlanta needs quarterback yeah, as well. Yeah, essentially. But either way, the question is Baker. And CJ Garner Johnson kind of proved it in a way. And they obviously with their back and forth saying that, you know, they'll be a better team if they just have a better quarterback. Baker balled out. Don't get me wrong. He balled not out. today, but I'm just saying. In he still played really good. Like obviously, he, he still played really good. But the problem is, can you win with Baker? Yeah, obviously and that's. He's gonna. He earns the contract. He's gonna get from Tampa most likely. But I don't he, think here's the thing, man. There's there's very few quarterbacks that you could win with, and there's very fewer than that that have actually proved and done. The problem with them is also Mike with. Evans might leave. Yeah, no, that that is also a factor. But we're, we're sticking to the subject of Baker. Yeah. And obviously, lines you're gonna get more talk uh, across the uh, next pod, anyways, we'll talk, because you we'll want. We'll talk a little bit more but about this. But. Uh, yeah, Buccaneers aside, we're gonna just quickly give their little outlook here. Here's the thing with Baker. Um, yes, I agree with you. He's not a core. Like, can he take you to the Super Bowl? Obviously, if he has his, uh, a solid, a solid team around him. Yeah, that's true. And then if he has a Stafford run like he did for the Rams, he has a chance. Don't get me wrong. Um, he he needs to play like this, right? And the issue with Baker is. Inconsistent years. He has a good season here. Obviously, the one good season with the Browns and his rookie season with the Browns. Yeah. So, two good years with the Browns. Terrible last year. Good this year. So, yes, he deserves to be a starter. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, 100% agree with that. Um, But there's very few people. Like, yeah. Who, like, Joe Burrow has proven he could take this team to the Super Bowl. Josh Allen, yes, he, he hasn't made the Super Bowl, but... Yeah, it's fair to, yeah. he could he goes toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, for sure. He's a playoff quarterback, right? You can win with Josh Allen. The, oh. You can you can win. Obviously, you could win with Patrick Mahomes, and Lamar recently proved that you could win with him right now. Obviously, a bar depending on what happens in the championship game, and uh, yeah. So like, honestly, Jared Goff. That's what I'm saying. So I I didn't like your Matthew Stafford comparison. I'm sorry with that. I'm not dis- I'm disagreeing with yeah, that. Yeah, no, but I'm saying like but I'm saying Jimmy Matthew Gro- Stafford no, had a good but run. But my point is he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. So for me though, he's still like he's a tier below Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I didn't compare. But, him. but okay. I, no, you just think because how Stafford made it. Yeah, no, I'm not. But, I'm saying he has to go on a Stafford type run. Yeah, no, that's, I'm, what, that's because, what I'm saying. Because so, but, I think he, when Baker plays. It could be to that Stafford It's that level. golf, the golf like, Ramsier is the exact version yeah, yeah. you need. But the problem is, is Baker going to get that? How good is his play calling going to be? Right? I hope, I'm rooting for Baker. Like, I, I feel like he gets unnecessary hate a lot of times. Yeah, for sure, true. Right? But again, like, the, like, that last drive cannot happen. Yeah, it was a Jordan Love. It was, it was what happened with Jordan Love. And the That's difference between happened. him and Jordan Love is Jordan Love is a rookie. Yeah, like essentially a rookie. He's essentially a rookie. Yeah. The thing with the Stafford one is like, that's what I like. Baker at his highest of level 
is what I could see Stafford did that year with the Rams. Yeah. I'm not saying Baker is Stafford. Yeah. I, Stafford is better. Yeah. But I'm not saying, like, Baker's not going to be in Mahomes. Like, if I would say Baker's going like, at his highest level, he would do what Stafford did that year. That's what yeah. I was trying to say. I'm not saying Baker is Stafford. Yeah, uh, that's the tough part. Like, like you said, you need for a quarterback like that to go all the way to mm-hmm. even win it, like yeah, Russell like, Wilson is rookie year, you need a solid ass I mean, defense this, and you need a solid ass play calling. Stafford had the help too, right? Yeah, but and, I, uh, I feel like Stafford could have made the big. He, he's able to make the bigger play, but like guy like Garoppolo and Goff, uh, Russell Wilson rookie year or second year, whenever he won it, it was more that he had the surrounding pieces help him along with the coaching. I don't know if Todd Bowles is that guy overall. Uh, I forget who, who Canales is his name. I think the OC. Yeah, he did. I don't know if he's the guy. He did an incredible job. He did a good job. Don't get me wrong. Clearly, but again, you if you're gonna go against in your own division against the Eagles, Cowboys, and the Cowboys, like Eagles. No, in your general, like you're, you're gonna be going against the teams like the Eagles, Cowboys. Yeah, so they're not in the division. No, no, I said the yeah. con- I meant the conference. Yeah. Eagles, Cowboys, um, Lions, Packers now. Niners. Um, you know, according to you, Pack is back. <laughs> so that's according to Jaya, uh, Niners. Niners, the maybe the Seahawks and the Rams, right? So it's gonna be tough at the end of the day. So it all just, um, it all just depends. But yeah, I think. That, but give credit to Tampa Bay all around. Baker proved what he needed to prove, and let's give him give him an opportunity next year. Hey and man, hopefully it's not a fluke. The, that's the, all it is. At the end of the day, Baker had a better playoff run than Tua, better playoff run than Dak, for sure. Uh, better than Jalen, obviously. Jalen, but Jalen's done more. Jalen's done more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Dak and Tua, he just, he's done better than them uh, in the playoffs. Detroit, though, man, oh man, like they had a lot of flaws in the middle of the year around Thanksgiving, American. Yeah, Thanksgiving. especially defensively. Yeah, that, that was their biggest issue. But it helps that CJ Garner Johnson's back as well. Yeah, it helps when they're a little bit more healthier in that case. But the thing was this: this this team needs to like they're not gonna dominate like defensively. Like their defense is never gonna take over a game. Like how the Chiefs defense will take over, how the Ravens defense could take over, and the Niners defense could take over. Yeah. Like all is we could clearly say that they have the worst defense out of the remaining four teams. Yeah. Yeah. So but the thing with this is they need to do what the Bills defense do against the Chiefs. And they've been they did that the last two games. Yeah. Right? They kept the game close. Their offense is clearly the better unit. So for um, that is Goff just needs to not make mistakes. Yeah, and then the run game is obviously. Oh, Jameer gives him killed it. Yeah, and their run game is their more identity. They're gonna run the ball. They just need to make sure they're complementary, right? They can't have they can't have a game where like okay, this is how they, this is how they'll lose their next game if the offense plays good in the first half and the defense plays good in the second half. Then you get like drives where spirits in a game where their defense and offense are cooking at the same time. Right, they need to be complementary at all. Like all good. three of their phases, that's how they'll win this game. They'll be good on the line. Uh, that's w- how they w- win w- games. I'm not saying this game. Like th- that's how they won every year, or yeah. win last year and this year. Yeah, the, 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 they're a team that's built for the the trenches. I would say. Oh yeah, Austin's line and, is one of the best. And in the, the other reason why they would win games is golf. Right, golf got lucky in the first half a little bit. With he ha- he should have had two picks. And there was two that I saw. One was clear. I thought Tampa. Yeah, had. one was clear. One was whatever. Yeah. So. Say that for everyone. But again, you're playing against San Francisco, so it's gonna be tough. Again, we'll talk about that matchup later. So yeah, the key to win in general for them is can golf, need to be complimentary. Just golf be. Um, That's my key. Golf just be what he was. My golf does what he did today essentially, and then the run game just takes off. But again, we'll talk about more of them on on Thursday. But let's go to the last game, where we almost had a scare. Packers Niners. 
yeah, so obviously we'll talk about the Packers later on. We'll talk about the Niners first just because we'll give a quick outseason look, outlook for the Packers as well. Yeah. Starting off with the Niners. I don't know if this is... I think, personally, this is a good good game to have for them. Why is that? Because when do they ever have their backs against their wall? Yeah. This is the when, f- when do they ever? like? They're now 1-30. They, when they play the... When they play the Cowboys, shit kicked them. When they play the Eagles, they shit kicked them, right? Other teams that they played, like all of their, most of their wins, it wasn't a back and forth. They had to claw themselves out. Yeah. They they were just the better team. Before this game. They were always in control of the game. Before this game, the stat was Kyle Shanahan was 0-30 going into the fourth quarter, went down by seven or more. Now they're 1-30. Right, and this is Kyle Shanahan's career, not play. Yeah, yeah. Going insane for this man, right? So it is his Kyle Shanahan's career as a head coach, and Kyle Shanahan is also a guy who's been on the wrong end of giving up leads late as well, right? Obviously, we remember Florida, um, Atlanta, and we remember um, the Chiefs Super Bowl when they lost, yeah. right? So he needs to obviously do the flip of things, and he did that for the first time as well. And so, correct to your point, I agree with that. Brock Purdy didn't have the greatest games. It doesn't help when Debo got hurt. I think George Kittle played well. Um, Ayuk's still going to be Ayuk. So, I think... And obviously, McCaffrey. The thing is this. Brock Purdy, at the end of the day, yes, he's a 7 round but like You give credit to Brock Purdy, what he has done so far. Yeah. He had the perfect start to his career. And that is true. Obviously, he faced some adversity in the middle of the year, which honestly... Which every quarterback should. Should have. And uh, that was his first time doing that, right? He, like, this kid never lost a freaking pl- regular season game until this year until like uh the weeks whatever the week six week four, six against the browns five, six, no there, it was yeah. only a four i think they were like five and all at least yeah week six seven. yeah which was slightly concussed i still believe yeah so obviously Brock Purdy, yeah he wasn't at his best he wasn't but when he needed to be he was and at the end of the day in the playoffs that's all it takes yeah you could have a shit first half right but if you're good in the second half good Good when it matters, and Brock Purdy was good when it mattered, whereas Jordan Love was not. Unfortunately. Yeah, so let's talk about let's talk about them. Uh, honestly, I thought he had more than one ninety four yards, but yeah. And Jordan then Love, the thing with Jordan Love, you have your guy. Right? You have your guy. Yeah. The he, Packers have their guy. They got their fourth straight quarterback. <laughs> essentially, every other team is essentially jealous that is still looking for their first ever quarterback, aka Chicago. Um, we don't know if Justin Fields is the answer there, but. Yeah, ultimately, like this was he. Well, he had one start last year, and then he played a couple of games. Like couple one of start, people. really. Like I don't think he, he had one full game, and I think he had like he came in for a couple of. Yeah, plays it, or it was like yeah, probably. Like um. That. So essentially, you could say like in terms of an NBA or NHL, this could be a rookie year based on how you describe it in their league, right? Oh, it is a rookie year in those leagues. In those leagues, right? So the thing is, for me, yeah, you found your guy. Obviously, he's a young guy. He's prone to make that mistake. Yeah, Brock Purdy's a young guy too, but again, he's been in those moments already, right? Yeah, so, Brock Purdy's like very experienced. Yeah, <laughs> considering he's this is his second year. Yeah. Jordan Love, obviously, he came around the fourth quarter. He threw that one pick um, early in the fourth, I think it was. Yeah. And then um, obviously the last pick was like to try to go down and him and Baker had the similar moment there. But outside of that, man, that one ball that he threw, well, I forgot when, third quarter, second quarter, third quarter, what it was. Probably it was third quarter, man. Huh? And that's when it, that's he when picked, it crazy. He did pick that defense apart. And now, granted, this is not the same D'Amico Ryan's led defense uh, um, and uh, who's the Jets Robert Sala led defense. So even though Steve Wilkes did a good job, they still have the pieces there. 
But at the same time, it's still the Niners. You have uh, Nick Bosa. You have Chase Young. You got Eric Armstead. You have Fred Warner. You have um, who's their corner? Oh, Travis Ward. Yeah, Travis Ward. Um, so they're still solid, and you picked them them apart the week before. You picked out picked apart Dallas. Yeah. Right. Obviously, yes, you didn't have this experience is going to help. Yeah, yeah. you didn't have the same level of game as you did against Dallas. Don't get me wrong, but you were still good, right? Like at the end of the day, nobody gave you a chance. Yeah, and And you you had the lead. Like and again, like the Buffalo game, the kicker is gonna take some blame. Yeah, for sure. But it was just situational. Like and in that moment of the game, Jordan Love had enough time. He had like two timeouts still remaining. He still had a. Um, obviously, it was a first down play when he threw that pick or a second down. He still had a couple of attempts, like downs yeah. left. It was just the safer play was just, you know, either just r- scrambling or scrambling out of bounds or just throwing it away. And uh, you'll, yes, you'll um, learn from he'll, that. It's something you're going to learn from, right? Listen, you got a great play caller in Matt Leffler. And all those guys that were saying back in the day, oh, Matt Leffler is ruining Aaron Rodgers or the, why would he draft a quarterback? These guys are laughing now. Like, this is a match made in heaven for both of them. Yeah, like they trust you. The a coach that trusts you that much is insane. And, and no, no discredit to Detroit. They did everything phenomenal this year. Next year, that division is going to come between those two teams, and it might be more head to head than it was this year. Obviously. And the thing is this, right? Matt Lafleur, when he's calling plays for Aaron Rodgers, it's you can realistically say Aaron Rodgers is calling the play. Yeah. Right. Like at the end of the day, Aaron Aaron Rodgers could dispute the play call and make his own. Jordan Love doesn't have that pedigree to do that. Right, so this is like what we saw this year from Matt Lafleur was was a true Matt Lafleur masterclass. Listen, if it wasn't for D'Amico, if it wasn't for Kevin Stefanski, even like um, John Harbaugh, he could have been consideration for coach. Even Shane Steichen, coach of the year. I mean, he made the playoffs. That's why I'm yeah. not putting Shane Steichen in. But yeah, no, I'm um, Packers, youngest in the NFL, and you made the playoffs. You're definitely gonna be back. Pack is back. Pa- pack is back. Yeah, <laughs> that is for sure. Um, I would definitely consider adding an old lineman just. For, for sure. Yeah, one alignment. Just for a back to your Again, you're, you're a team, oh, But I saw a report from Adam Schefter that they're willing to give him big money. I think it's a little risky. Don't get me wrong. I think they should wait like half a year at the minimum and give it to him next year just to see. Because it's risky yeah, giving a quarterback a lot of money in his first um First year, yeah. First year. And I, uh, listen, even if he gets it, I, I believe in they do. Yeah. To do it, right? Same thing with Jalen Hurts. He, that was his first proper year um, going off like that. I think he deserved it. I, we'll talk about Philly in a second because they have some coaching news there. Um, I think Jordan Love will live up to it. Don't get me wrong, but I still think it's it's still a slight risk. I wouldn't have given. I w- we don't know if it w- it's nothing there yet, but Shafter's reporting that they will give it. Give definitely a pa- lot of money. Packers definitely need to improve on defensive side. Obviously, they do have incredible playmakers. Jair being one, Jonathan Owens I think is really good safety. Darnell Savage is good safety. You have Rashawn Gary, Devondre Campbell, Kenny Clark as your D tackle. I mean, obviously, a lot of a lot of criticism goes to Joe, their DC Joe Barry, as well. So maybe that could be a switch there they might make. But at the end of the day, Packers, uh, you're set. <laughs> as simple as that. Yeah. So that's it for all the division games, and we'll talk about the two championship matchups on Thursday. And predict them as well. And predict them as well. But and we'll rank move the on. matchups, everything then. Let's move but on to the news. So we got another coaching position off the board, and. It is the Las Vegas Raiders. So there were rumors that there was going to be John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh, 
whoever else, Bel- Belichick, whatever the case may be, because Brady is, I think, in the ownership group there as well. But they listen to Max Crosby because Max Crosby said, if, if it isn't Antonio Pierce, I will request a trade, most likely. And the Raiders went out and they hired Antonio Pierce full-time. I don't hate it. I'm not going to sit there and say anything negative about it because they had a similar situation with Rich Versace a couple of years ago. And, and they, they didn't com- do it. They yeah. completely ignored it and they went to the absolute worst option, <laughs> in my opinion. Like It's not like you went after a Shane Steichen if he was available then, but I'm just saying in general. Yeah, um, similar to Gerard uh, Dr- Dr- Mayo, he was not really a coordinator, I believe. He was linebacker. He was a li- they're both linebackers coaches. They're both linebackers. Became head coaches and the players you want to play for, right? And I have nothing against this. I still think you still need a coordinator experience. That's just me. But he obviously the difference between him and Mayo is he proved it this year. And the Raiders they had a fighting chance. Like still, yeah, until, they did. until the end of the year, they all were, they all were playing for him. They're all happy. Even Devontae Adams, who might not even requ- who might not request a trade now, but I think he still should. Um, even with Max Crosby, I think he still should. But we'll see how this team goes. They have a culture. I think he gives me Dan Campbell vibes in that sense. So nothing wrong with a hire for me. I don't I, think I don't think Dan Campbell had coordinator experience himself, as well. I think uh, maybe I don't know. I, might I be think wrong. he was a linebackers coach himself. more moral of the story: hire your team's linebacker coach. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I'll double check Dan Campbell. But yeah, like your thoughts on yeah, the hire? Yeah, it was the best move, right? He. I was, I wasn't really happy when they didn't do it with Rick Basaccia. Yeah. So I, s- they can't make the same mistake twice. Um, Antonio Pierce was the favorite, and uh, he got it. It was well deserved. At the end of the day, they made the right, ju- they made the right choice. Yeah. So Dan Campbell, just very quickly, since we we want to get our facts right, he was a Titans coach for Miami. He was an interim head coach for Miami in 2015. Then he was the assistant head coach at New Orleans and a Titans coach. So he wasn't even on the defensive side. Oh, he's a. Which Titans is coach. weird because I thought he was a defensive player. Yeah, I thought he was too. Um, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I don't but know. Maybe we might be stupid. I mean, we are stupid. No, he's a former tight end, so yeah. yeah we're stupid. No, I don't we know are, why. We are stupid. He just seemed like a defensive dude. <laughs> That's I mean, if you're, if you're biting kneecaps. That's what I thought. I right? would assume you're a defensive Okay, guy. never mind. He's a tight ends guy. So, yeah. Uh, but no. Um, yeah, nothing wrong with the hire. The players wanted him. He proved himself this year. Give him a chance. The unfortunate thing is you're also a franchise that fires coaches a lot uh, as well recently. I mean, at the end of the day, right? Like Gruden wasn't your fault completely, but... The thing is this. You you got to have a nice little reset there as well. So, like, the fact that you found a coach that could, like, you know, these players want to play for, that, that this coach already set a culture for you, right? You already have the first piece set. Your biggest you have thing, the first thing is set. you need a quarterback. I know you love their guy, right? Yeah, you're in the But... Chances are where you're picking right now. You gotta, you just gotta nail your offensive stuff. Yeah, you. That's really do. the key thing. I you nail your offensive stuff, like D'Amico did. You're fine. That's all I gotta say with that. Yeah, you just gotta nail your. Off- yeah, that's true. Um. Yeah, and even personnel wise, I think obviously quarterbacks being one. I would say quarterback and O line weapons wise, you have Devontae. Um, you could obviously add another one. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Jacoby Myers had a pretty good year. And then, uh, obviously, you have Josh Jacobs looking, depending on what you do with him, in free agency as well. But, yeah, um, so that's another hiring. Um, so that's two down the drain. I don't know if they need to hire a GM still, though. So that's, I'm not sure if they're one of the teams that need a GM. But uh, th- another news that's looking like it's happening, we already mentioned Mike McCarthy staying last time, right? Yes. Okay, so another coach most likely staying is uh, Nick Sirianni. So he ain't getting fired. 
but they need to fire. They're saying that they need to fire both coordinators, which is why what confuses me is that Brian Johnson, I think that's his name, um, the OC, the yeah. OC is getting head coaching nods because Jalen Hurts said like there was reports that Jalen like you know how you said Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy at the time and and kind of um, uh, Lafleur, he's also been audibling a lot this year. So you could clearly tell something was wrong there. So that's why that's a little surprising that me to me that if he oh, I, okay he gets a head coaching spot. I don't. I'm not saying Rogers audible, but I'm no, saying no, no, no. I'm just saying in general. Like the play calling was for. I know Rogers. he did that with McCarthy, hundred percent. Yeah, but no, but like the Lafleur play calling yeah. was just solely around Rogers, yeah. whereas this year it was around yeah the Packers. But going back to it, so we'll see what happens with the OC side of things because then if he does leave, I think he'll be gone if the relationship's that bad. If you're keeping Sirianni and the one guy who's linked there is Jim Bob Cooter. Or Colts guy, which means we might be hiring someone again mm. in some sort of way. But, but going back to it, the defensive yeah. side of things, D- defensively, uh, DC gone. Sean Desai is officially fired. I think they had issues with um, him hiring from the outside instead of promoting within when they lost Gannon, right? So that's I think that was the concern with um, I guess uh, Jeff Lurie and uh, Howie Roseman. So we'll see what they do. Um, to your point, off camera, you're like, oh, well, then what the hell? What's mad, Patricia? He's not getting fired because he's out of contract and he ain't coming back. Oh, so so <laughs> there's that. Right? That's, that's easy. I'm sure he would have been gone otherwise. I think yeah. that was the reporting, anyways. So yeah, Sean Desai is officially gone. Let's see what they do with the defense. I think one name popped up is Mike Martindale. I saw from what yeah, I saw. Yeah, and he's listen, available. He's available, and he might want to stay in the division and shut. I mean, if you guys want Gus Bradley, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with it. Like, I think we're keeping Gus at this point. Yeah. But if you do, I'm fine with getting rid of Gus. But yeah, so Mike Martindale, perfect spot. He wants to revenge on the Giants too. There you go. Yeah, but that's true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's one thing. A lot of other coaches have done interviews or have been requested for interviews. But the one name that still surprises me is Steve Spagnuolo. I've never seen his name in coaching in uh, interview list. Yeah. I don't know what has happened in the past, so don't get me wrong there. But outside of that, yeah, I don't know otherwise. Obviously, if, it, if there was a year, this was the year. Yeah. Right? And uh, obviously, we, we know Spags. He's been a great DC for the Chiefs. Um, Won two Super Bowls with him. Yeah. So... <laughs> Obviously, he's he knows what he's doing, and uh, yeah. So if there was a year, this this was a year because this was the first time in the Chiefs this Chiefs era, the Mahomes era, that the defense was better than the offense. Yeah, I think the thing is that the coaches that will get hired now, because the reason why these two coaches got hired now is because they were within, right, Gerard Mayo and yeah. um, um, Antonio Pierce. The thing with the others are, I think the Colts, I don't know if they hired before the Super Bowl. I think it was after the Super Bowl. Officially they, the hired. interviews were like during the Super Bowl. Like yeah, The interviews were the week. The then official, again, like. The proper interviews were between, for the teams that were currently in the playoffs. So the four teams that are right now. So let's just say Todd Monken. After the championship was, week. Yeah, it was, it was after the championship week because you have that week off to do it. So maybe. Everyone else though. So like a guy like Ben Johnson, will pro- who has interviewed apparently at a few spots. will probably get a proper interview during that week. So we won't know. But guys like. Um. Uh, Kellen Moore, uh, who've been just eliminated. Oh, sorry, not Kellen Moore. What am I saying? I was like, why uh, Kellen David Moore? Uh, Dan Quinn. Dan yeah. Quinn, who've just been eliminated. Uh, guys like that will probably have a chance, but obviously they still might wait to have a proper interview with the guys that are potentially available. Speaking of which, EB, Eric Bianami has interviewed for the, the Washington job as well. As well, so I'm yeah. not sure how, um, what's the meter on the hiring there. So we'll see how it goes. But so yeah, a lot of these coaches have um, interviewed. Or has been well, requested. Well, it makes sense, interviews. man. This is, this is how it's always done. It's always yeah. has been. So the reason why Spags might not have, have it done is just because they want a proper interview after the championship But you still have weekend. a request for it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true as well. But 
yeah, that's, that's NFL talk for today. Yeah, unless something breaks out of nowhere at 10 o'clock and, or 9 oh, yeah, o'clock. I don't, I, I don't think any coach is getting hired yeah. at the moment. <laughs> um, let's move on to the NHL, sticking with the coaches theme. A little bit of a surprise, considering the timing, because we thought there would be no more coaching changes. And there was, outside of this one, there might be another one that will still happen, which we'll talk about in a second. But shout out to Greg Wyshynski, because I did, I did tweet at him when this happened. Yeah. Uh, Lane Lambert is let go. But the surprising part is how quick the announcement was, and it was Patrick Waugh. The return of Patrick Waugh wow. Wa in the coaching. Yeah. The coaching industry. Obviously, Patrick Waugh was a former Avalanche coach as well. Was he in Montreal? I don't or, He was a player there. I don't know if he was a player there. But yeah, from, from off the top of my head, Colorado Colorado coach. Was it, wasn't the best. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, well, we could say that much. But... I guess uh, the Islanders who <laughs> made that move, they won their first game today. Uh, yeah, so they they were on a four-game losing streak. They were literally sitting comfortable top three for a little bit there. Now they're out of a playoff spot, and uh, they were they're two points out of the wild card spot right now. Yeah, that's funny. And four points out of the, uh, uh, the who, who knew a senior NHL ESPN guy actually knows what he's talking about, <laughs> right? Like he, the reason why I'm confused is this, right? At the time, it was confusing. He's, he's saying that like half the team is saying fire him still, and half the fan base is saying don't fire him because he, he was doing well. Yeah. When he mentioned it on Halford and Broff, I remember I was listening to it on the radio. He said that he's the next guy to go even before DJ Smith. And then when he did our pod, I think two weeks later, the last one that he came on with us, he said that like Lane uh, DJ Smith for sure, which he ended up being the next guy. But then Lane Lambert could is still a weird one that's exactly what he said that's why when i tweeted at him from the btr account i'm like hey to be fair uh greg got this from the for about a month ago um and then some guy commented at me you mean the patrick wall part i just i didn't comment reply to that but not the patrick wall part obviously yeah, yeah. um so yeah i think it, for me it's january i guess there's close enough that if there is a coach bump it could still make the playoffs it's not like yeah when true. edmonton was a couple of months ago and how the canucks were last year and stuff like that. So the that last part, couple of years for Canucks so, as well, yeah. Yeah, so like that's that's where I'm not surprised as much. But at the same time, I'm like, you still want to keep the continuity. But yeah, so like he's gone. But I do want to say one thing. Bo Horvat has, I think, five coaches in the last three years. That's crazy. He went from Travis Green to Bruce Boudreaux to Rick Tockett to um, now the two, Lane Lambert and now Patrick Waugh. Five coaches since that uh, Travis Green fire. And honestly, he's still playing pretty decent. <laughs> he's been playing well. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so any reaction otherwise? Surprise, uh, not surprise. I mean, I trust I trust our ESPN guy. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing though. Um the guy that is still now back on the hot seat. Do you know who it is? Mike Sullivan? No. They're doing fine now, I think. Oh, who then? Uh Sheldon Keith. Oh, okay, yeah. I I should have guessed that. I'm yeah. actually I'm actually just Because they're yeah, no. they they're struggling. Yeah, they've they've been on a four game losing streak, obviously. I think they lost that last like five out of their six or something like that. The issue with the Leafs at the moment is they've been blowing leads, obviously, apart from the Canucks game. They've been losing. Like, they were winning, and they collapsed in the third period every single time. Yeah. So, a.k.a. being choke artists. Yeah. And uh, Sheldon Keefe it was one of the guys. I'm like, if you fire Dubis, why aren't you firing Keefe? Yeah. Right? And uh, I guess Brian Gudekest well, didn't fire Keefe, gave me another chance. It's the Cowboys, right? Like, you're Wait, still sticking. Wait, who did you say? Brian Gutekus, the... You mean... Br- no. No, what the hell? No, that's the NFL. That's the NFL guy, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? It's that's Shanahan. the Packers. 
Shanahan. No, the Calgary guy that went there. I forgot his oh, name. Oh, Treliving. Treliving. Brad Treliving. Yeah. I I oh, said the Packers yeah. GM. <laughs> I'm gonna have the Packers yeah. back. Man. But Shanahan still makes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. Treliving and the Shanahan backed Keith, and they're the Cowboys, right? Like they're genuinely yeah. the Cowboys. The other concerning part with the Maple Leafs is that like the regulation wins aren't there. Like, in their last 10, they're 5-4-1. Their overall record is 23-14-8. Tampa, by the way, made a big push, and they're back in the third seed. This is a, this was a team where, like, yo, they could win the Atlantic Division this year. Yeah. And, uh, obviously, they haven't, whereas the Cowboys won their so division. So, like, them <laughs> firing Keefe and whoever they hire can benefit them still because they're they're in a playoff spot right now. Yeah, no, Sheldon Keefe, uh, I don't think, are, are, will they pull the trigger? Because they really haven't. Like, every time we say they're going to pull the trigger, they didn't. If they do, this is the last coach to be fired. I don't know. You're right. Mike Sullivan still could be the guy, but I don't think he it's will. It's like genu- genuinely, like if the Leafs are still in a playoff position. But right, okay, this is their schedule coming up. I think I think the only reason I think the only way he does get fired if they like they beat the Kraken today. If they fall out of the playoffs, they beat the Kraken today. I agree with that. But how late though? Because this is their schedule. So you tell me, Jets, at Jets then. Which is weird because they're going home to play the Jets and then they're going to go away to the Jets. They always do that home and home thing. <laughs> no, it's weird though. Like they're going home yeah, to yeah. play the Jets. Uh, Islanders, Stars, Senators, Blues, Flyers, Ducks, Blues, Coyotes. So it's an easy schedule to it's the It's pretty favorable. Yeah. Outside of the Jets. Yeah. Then you have the Golden Knights, Avalanche, Golden Knights. Yeah, no. So you, you got to get done. Your schedule gets tough after. Yeah, so for the next obviously stretch. apart from the Jets and the Stars, like you got to get it figured out now. So their, their problem is they don't, I mean, the trade deadline ain't till March as well. And the difference between them and Edmonton is Edmonton made their change and Edmonton have been nuts ever since. Yeah. <laughs> like they're they're pro- still, in my opinion, probably the best team in the West uh, outside of Vegas. Uh, in terms of like best Canadian team for sure. Like if I have, to, if, the, if I have Canucks or the Jets play Edmonton in the playoffs. I'm yeah. Like if you're, Edmonton. if you're factoring in like the last couple of years, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Oilers. But if you're saying this year completely, then it's the Canucks. Yeah, but I'm just saying like I'm, on I'm, I'm factoring yeah. all, all. But the if you're factoring like you know roster and like yeah, everything expectation, yeah. then but it is. But what I'm saying is Toronto should be that. Like realistically, it should be Toronto, Edmonton, top two Canadian team. Yeah, that's just true. Yeah. Even with how the Canucks and Jets are playing, before beginning of the year, you you wouldn't uh, you would have thought it would have been Toronto, Edmonton. Like we're not knocking the Canucks and the Jets. Yeah, like, yeah. The thing is this: that this, like, these two teams have the experience. They have, had the yeah, they've been there. Done. They're not done that, but they've been they've there. They've been there. Right. They have the experience. They have the talent. They have the expectations, right? Yeah. Whereas the Canucks and Jets were coming out as like a surprise. Yeah. Right. So yes, don't get me wrong. This year, the Canucks and Jets have been the two best Canadian the better teams. teams. Yeah. But but the question is, heading into the playoffs. Where you got, in the playoffs, you got to factor in a lot of things. Yeah. Right. But, but, but again, the point is the Maple Leafs, they might be firing Keith. If they lose the next two games, if they lose the two games against the Jets, I think they'll fire Keith. Yeah. Um, it's a thing, man. It, it's like, if you don't do it now, you, you can't do it later on. Because if you look you at the really standings, right? they're right there with um, Tampa. Don't get me wrong. Like Tampa is coming back to earth. I'd, okay. If I were dumb, I would do it. But I'm... Prediction-wise, thinking of what, like, trying to get in their heads, I don't think they're doing it. I think they're doing it if they get out of the playoff spot, even if it's freaking April. <laughs> I don't think they are. Well, then, <laughs> if it's then, April, there's no then point. The they'll, right, just, yeah. they'll just fire them yeah. at that point. And then the I minute think they're out of a playoff spot for at least two days, I think they'll fire them. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to get in their heads. I don't think they are. Yeah. I, I still do believe we'll make the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're going to miss. Yeah. But the issue is the playoffs for them. Yeah. 
Um, sticking with the NHL, though, we'll talk about if they do fire him or Sullivan or whoever is next fired. Um, a signing happened. The Oilers add Corey Perry to a one-year deal. I'm guessing the remainder of the year. Uh, prorated contract, um, according to ESPN's Emily Kaplan. The deal will include performance bonuses and will be a prorated to the league minimum salary. Uh, Chicago, obviously, he ter- terminated his contract on November 30th, which was one year, $4 million pact. Um, he met with Gary Bettman earlier in the uh, month, I guess, this month, or la- later last month, to come back because he was uh, obviously on that um, that alcohol list or whatever that yeah. list is. Um, so, like, but yeah, it's like this obviously that like the actions aren't the same as Draymond Green, but it's kind of like similar to that where like they had to take time off. Yeah. Right? And uh, it's. Right now, it's good news that, like, you know, it seems like he's, and then for the Oilers, he's it's recovered. Good, it's yeah. a good good um guy to have because AD playoff runs, right? So, and he's won a cup. So, it's a good hire there as long as he's mentally there. Yeah. That's the key thing. And it's, right now, like, obviously, it's encouraging. If you're, like, obviously signing and getting back into the league, it, it feels like you have recovered. It's a good sign there. And, yeah, Oilers are just adding another depth piece. We're on a 13-game win streak, which is the Canadian team record. Experienced team. Uh, um, experienced player in Corey Perry. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's a, that's a good add for him. Corey Perry still got a little bit left in the tank. Uh, another signing, this time on the executive side of things, involves our team, the Vancouver Canucks, have officially extended Jim Rutherford for three years. Well-deserved, well especially this year. If it was last year, different story. Um. Patrick Alvin will be slowly followed afterwards, most likely. Again, well-deserved con- with the way the Canucks have been playing, as you alluded to earlier. Um, overall, our thoughts on the work. Let's see. Let's see what happens this year. Yeah. Um, well, we can't complain. He's done. It was going to take time, right? And obviously, yes, we were some of, like a lot of us were on him, on them, both of them. We're like, okay, you haven't really done anything. But at the same time, Benning left you. With nothing. Yeah. Uh, right. And then the only main concern for me was like how you handled the Boudreaux situation. Yeah, that's true. Outside of that, like he admitted to it, like the style was probably different. I don't know. Like that one, I blame Aquilini as well. He he hired him for a two year contract with an, or a year and an option contract and stuff like that. And then yeah, he I, I feel like when you make in season hirings, it's got to be interim based. One right? thing I gotta give you Aquilini, can't just like give him the job. Yeah. One <laughs> thing I give Aquilini credit for. See, I don't know what Patrick Wall's contract is. Honestly, yeah, I have to look into that. But I got to give Aquilini credit for it. He did take a step back. He did let him buy out OEL. Yeah, he let so he's doing, he's being a normal owner, that's which is good, good. That's good, yeah. But yeah, no, congrats to Rutherford. Deserved. Um, hopefully, you get us a cup this year. Exactly. <laughs> um, well All-star there. captains. Uh, All-star captains are officially announced. So as you guys know, it's a little different. There's still the four-team thing, except instead of the divisional, it's the captains. But this time, they added celebrity captains. And this is your um, teams. So it's held in Toronto, obviously, Austin Matthews. Um, his assistant captain is Morgan Riley and Justin Bieber. Makes sense. Bieber's from Toronto. Bieber's from Toronto, yeah. Uh, team McKinnon. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, assistant captain, Kel McCarr. So this, I hate this part. I'll announce actually first before I hate okay, this part. Yeah, assistant I captain. I don't think it's a big issue. Kale McCarr and Tate McRae, whoever this is, is a singer. She's a singer, She's yeah. from Calgary, though, which is hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, he, wow. She, um, yeah, um, but she's the celebrity captain there. Mm. Team McDavid, assistant captain, surprise, surprise, Leon Dreisaitl. They have Will Arnett. And Team Hughes is co-captained Jack and Quinn Hughes together with Michael Bublé. So they gave the Vancouver guy the edge here. Um, 
the only reason why I said I hate this part is because I, I like seeing t- teammates separated. So if you have a teammates of two, I would have loved to see them separated. Like how they did it a couple of years ago. When Remember when they did the draft when Ovechkin yeah, was yeah, like begging yeah. or Kessel was sitting there? It was like, I remember it was like Ryan Kessler, someone else and someone else. And then Sadine separated, I think, that year. Like I would have preferred that. But uh, at the end of the day, I don't think it's a really big issue. It's, yeah, it's not really a big yeah. issue, but I would have preferred it that way. It would have been more entertaining. Uh, other news, uh, elsewhere-wise, I think, so Patterson's in the skills competitions. Yeah, and then the last two people that were voted, I don't even know who's in it. I, and the I people voted in were Hughes and Miller. Vancouver stand-up, baby. We got, so the, we have three, we got the fan base. We got three chances of winning the All-Star. <laughs> yeah, that so. Canucks Leafs game that happened on the weekend was literally filled with nine All-Stars. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, that, that is crazy. Le- yeah. But yeah, so that's the NHL talk. Um. Okay, go quick fire. Very I mean, r- I mean, the rest of things are pretty will be pr- wrapped up pretty NBA quick will be as a little well. bit longer than normal, but UFC, uh, we didn't watch it because we had a soccer game, which we're not going to talk about. Uh, it wasn't a good soccer game. Drickus <laughs> Duplessis versus Sean Strickland. Uh, that's the only fight we really cared about. Duplessis got it done. From what I heard, there's a little controversy. I'll get to that in a second. But Duplessis split decision. Um, we obviously come home. Relatives are said that Sean Strickland got robbed. And then our other cousin said in the morning, no, DDP got it done. Uh, but I think from the commentary when I when you went to grab food that uh, yeah, quickly, yeah. I was listening to um, the post fight, uh, the post card stuff with DC and uh, Joe Rogan and all those guys. It was um, I think the judges put it unanimous one two four five. So whoever they gave it to was unanimous. It was number th- round three that was split, right? And the issue though, I think Dana said that he thought it was two two heading into five, and Sean got it, it done. So Dana says himself, Sean won. If it was up to him, yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, again, we didn't watch the fight, so we're not going to comment too much about it. But we, the fact is, Duplessis won, and he called out instantly Israel Adesanya, like he wants to get shit done and over with. And I know you are kind of against, like, okay, maybe give him a tune-up fight. But again, if it's Izzy and he wants yeah. a title fight, he'll no, get this it. No, this one, this one's a different story, right? Obviously, freaking Deontay Wilder was a two. That's years different, old. yeah. Right, Adesanya still fought in like what? What was it, like October? And he's been active consistently. Anyway yeah, like that. he, I don't have issues with Adesanya. Yeah, yeah. Fight. But if it's not Adesanya, who do you think gets it? Is it Hamza Chimaev or is it a rematch? Is it um, if it's not Adesanya? I mean, obviously, I could always I, I could always see a rematch. Don't get me wrong. Or Pereira drops but, down and wait. <laughs> but I'm gonna go with Chimaev. Is Chimaev? Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's been Chimaev's been too dominant, right? To the, not have a title shot at this point. To not have a title shot at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, it's. Same argument with Bilal Muhammad. Obviously, he's going to get his chance as well. So, yeah. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, anyways, uh, MLB, we have no other signings uh, outside of the one we're going to talk about? No, I'll check. You just, I'll talk about this one until it's um, uh, finally a big name off the board. We'll just say that much, right? Because we were finally, talking about yeah. it last episode. A big name is off the board, and it's Houston Astros making the move, and they signed... Um, Josh Hader to a five-year, $95 million contract, according to ESPN's Jeff Passan. The deal has no deferrals and is the largest contract by present-day value uh, for a relief pitcher in MLB history. Um, yeah, I think... And it's the it's the largest free agent deal for the uh, Astros under owner Jim Crane. <laughs> he was well. looking for, like, more money. I think he was looking for, like, 100, yeah. like, 10 or something around there. Right? Listen, he's a stud, right? Like, he... he what has, was he before San Diego then? Uh... Milwaukee. Yes, yeah, so like he was and a stud. Yeah, uh, even in San Diego, he, it was he was really a stud. But he had those like those two years where he struggled. 
right? Like he wasn't. He struggled when he first got to um, yeah, and, and, San Diego and, last and year. yeah, that trade the year before. That yeah, they they got rid, but Milwaukee got rid of him because he was struggling as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And there's no knock against Josh here. Josh here is still a stud. Yeah, he is not as invincible as we think he is, but I'd, he is still up there in closers at the end of the day. Yeah, um, no other signings, but I saw something interesting. Yeah, Yankees report uh, Yankees only team to extend offer to Blake Snell. So is this after Strowman? Yeah, seven hours ago. Oh, what the hell? So whatever is going on here is that's insane. Yeah, I so think he's gonna be a San Francisco Giant. That's just me, but we'll so see. obviously there has been reportedly included a number of teams, but only one of them has extended an offer, and that team is the New York Yankees. Okay, that'll be concerning because we'll we'll do obviously an MLB deep dive close. The, the offer is reportedly a six year, hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, we'll do a deep dive closer to. Obviously yeah, no. So starts. that that is that's yeah, that's gonna be scary. That, that'll case. be scary. Jay's, yeah, sure. Jay's, I don't know what you're doing. You know, you uh, gotta get him, bro. I think Jay's still still get him. I I do believe Jay's still need a starting pitcher. Yeah, I mean they added the Cabrera dudes. So I don't know. Yeah, no, but like I feel like you, there's so many studs here. You could still get it. Yeah. I'll, and obviously, don't get me wrong. Prioritize the batter first. That's me. Yeah. But I think you need two. You need to get the pitcher and the batter. But yeah. Houston's pitching depth got even bigger now with Josh Shader, so we'll see what. Yeah, like Ryan Presley is their closer, right? And then you have like now Brian you have a, Abreu. You have, a, you have an eight nine stud now. And then you have a like you, know, eight, you eight, have nine. a seven eight nine stud set up. Yeah, like Brian Abreu is that guy as well. Yeah. Like that guy, I don't think that guy had the longest streak. We were saying last year, like he didn't even allow a run. Yeah. All right, let's move on. You want to go NBA or do you want to go soccer? Um, we want the well enough an NBA. Then if we have that little bit longer talked about, we'll go soccer first. Okay, soccer. Um, off. Let's talk of transfer. Nothing major happening, but the uh, outside of Jordan Henderson has officially left Saudi, and he is joining Ajax. Um, he's leaving a lot of money as well. So I don't know what happened there. But he's not the only one that has issues with the Saudi league right now. Benzema has issues with his team. He went AWOL for a bit. Now he's back. And another player who might get out of his contract. Is Neymar because of obviously his injury. He was seen holding an Inter Miami shirt as well. Wow, <laughs> because of Inter Miami. <laughs> so yeah, so Saudi league isn't isn't living up to it clearly. I, I yeah. can see why. There's no real structure there. Obviously, Ronaldo's been saying stuff. I haven't really paid attention to it much, but we'll see. I don't know. I have to, we have to do a little more of a deep dive before we talk about it more. But, but yeah, so those are the only transfer wise. Transfer wise, but. Man United made something significant that I didn't have enough time to research. But since Man United obviously have a new ownership involved, because they still have their current ownership. A CEO opening was happening, yeah. basically. And I, I thought they filled it up, personally. I thought it was like the Blanc guy and all these guys. They didn't, they didn't get it done, though. I think it was done, that but was it, it was temporary or something. Yeah, no, that It was, was announced, though. That's the thing. Because Man United announced it. So it was probably <laughs> a different positioning then. Something like that. But Man United on Saturday confirmed and had appointed Omar Barada as the club's new CEO, poaching him from Manchester City. Um, this is obviously official. Barada signed as head of football operations earlier on with City Football Group, which controls the English champions as well as a portfolio of other clubs across the globe, which I'm assuming New York City FC. Um, probably, Because yeah. that, that's their sister Yeah, team. so here's the thing. I don't know much about this guy. Yeah. But here's what I do know. He joined City from Barcelona in 2011. Okay. And then where he worked alongside uh, Ferran Soriano and City Director Football as well. Yeah, so here's... Okay. We're, we're, we're not going to talk out of ass here. Yeah. We don't know this guy. We don't know the business side too we much. We don't know the business side too much. But here's what I do know. 
Barcelona in 2011. Studs. They were studs. <laughs> City right now. Studs. Studs. United. Completely ass. So United have been without a permanent CEO since Richard Arnold left at the end of last year. Yeah. So we're we're ass. And the reason we're adding a stud. That's all. That's, that's the only based thing on I the can history. Yeah. Based on the history, so we'll see with the ownership side of things how it gets involved. One thing I do want to say though about Ten Hag. Um, supposedly he wanted Ten Hag to succeed Guardiola. If that is true, I don't think he's leaving. Then. Okay. Yeah. Um, At least for now. And also, like, there's also been reports that like Ten Hag and like Ratcliffe had meetings and they were they were on the same page. Yeah. As well. So. Yes. That is true there. And then again, when you're looking at United this year, it's just like, yes, obviously you want to... You want the, uh, when you see a club like United, you, they have expectations, right? Like, yeah. they have to get shit done. Don't get me wrong. But now when you have all this stuff getting changed in front of office and your season just been absolutely dreadful, yes, obviously you could go on the run, don't get me wrong. But at the same time, if you just stick it out with Ten Hag and stick it out with these guys for half a year... Go into the summer with a plan and execute next year. We'll see. That That is the main goal. Man United at because this point for me is a time will tell situation for everyone. Yeah, and it, that's a time will tell. But at the end of the day, the plan, uh, yeah, we shouldn't give up on the year. Like, obviously, we still have a chance at top four. But at the same time, the priority should be planning for the summer. How annoyed are you that Jaden Sanchez performing well? <laughs> I am annoyed. Do you, that, think, that, do you that, think it's just like the league suits him? Maybe, point, okay, yeah. Like, how much is it? How much is it like the, the league, league, and how much is it just us? And how much is it just his we? personal? Because at the end of the day, right? Like, it's not just Sancho, right? Like, we ruined Alexis Sanchez, right? Alexis Sanchez is a stud. We ruined him. Mkhitaryan was a stud. He didn't perform well. United. We, we swapped him for Sancho. <laughs> huh? We swapped him for Sancho. <laughs> but yeah. Sanchez. Sanchez, sorry. And but no, I'm talking about before. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Like, I'm talking about when we got him. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, the and then. Uh, Ronaldo situation you already know and then you obviously have uh, Sancho now and uh, yeah I don't know like at the end of the day like there's evidence that there, there's something going wrong with us at the end of the day for me it's that I don't know what it's Sancho's mindset is right because if he comes back because it's not on a permanent deal after this yeah if it's Ten Hag is he going to be the same way because we don't know what the behind the scenes are which is what the alleged exactly right are. and at the end of the day Recent evidence is showing with all these players that, yes, obviously, the players do get some hate, but at the same time, it could be us. It could be the club. And I'm not saying it's fully Teneg. It's yeah. like, this is just in general, like, the player development, the the player training aspect of the club. It's just not, it's just not it. Yeah, but yeah, we'll keep it there for now. We'll, we'll see. Uh, transfer deadline is next week. For the January window, so we'll see what happens. Avcon is going on. There's a lot of random shit. Did you know Onana might not even miss a game for United at this point because they're they're struggling there. Um, I think Salah came back because he Salah's hurt. Injured, yeah, I don't. Know. I think Morocco's been performing well though, so which is not too surprising. Is Amrabat there? Yeah. Yeah. So. So we'll see. Hopefully that's Amrabat. The trend will turn around Amrabat. Hopefully. Um, yeah. That being said, let's move on to the NBA. Uh, it's important to talk about it now because the next week or so we'll be talking more NBA because the trade deadline's on February eighth. Yeah, the trade the deadline. The NHL trade deadline is on March 2nd, I think. The trade deadline is before the Super Bowl. And we've already had um, a couple of trades involving your squad, like the major trades. So check out those videos, our reaction on the OG Ananobi, who's now 9-2 and two with his new team. Your squad is 4-6 and six or 5-something and something like that. 
Um, Siakam trade. Siakam trade. By the way, yellow jerseys. <laughs> How yeah. does it feel seeing Siakam in a yellow jersey? It's weird. Whereas <laughs> like, like Fred. I'm like, it's red. So Fred okay, is still red, somewhat. right? Somewhat. Um, Demar was red. Knicks are gonna be blue. Oh, sorry, no, Demar went. Demar is black. First, yeah, but yeah, but then now it's red. Like Kyle's is black red. jersey. Kyle's. I'm gonna say Kyle's is red. <laughs> yeah. So it was like this one was like purely different. Yeah, like OG one didn't throw me off. Yeah, just because like red and orange. Orange is still kind of similarish, but yeah, yellow is definitely is a different, especially that type of yellow. It's yeah. not like a, like a dark yellow. It's like a it's a bright yellow. Yeah. But yeah, no. When I was watching that game, the first game against Portland, I was like, "Damn!" But they looked fun. Uh, obviously, first game they back with Halliburton as well. They can't defend. Siakam. Uh, he he did lock down a. Siakam clearly was. He did lock down a um, Kevin Durant today. Yeah, no. Siakam <laughs> was clearly the best defender. it is again. We're probably gonna see, you're probably gonna see a trade deadline special episode only or some specific trades that might be happening because my squad disappointing this year. I don't think the trades are the reason this year because they. Re- Injuries-wise, the star players have been fine. AD's been killing. He's probably been our best player this year. But, yeah, the role players have been hurt for the most part. But this is the potential rumor trade because names like Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, um, and so on and so forth are available. But a certain name also available is DeJounte Murray, and it's been literally heating up. That There's been a discussion made, and this is according to Lakers reporter Jovan, Jovan Buha, similar to your name almost, um, yeah, it is spelled like jo- is Jovan. In that's in yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's Jovan Buha from the Athletic, uh, saying the Hawks will receive D'Angelo Russell, Jalen Hood, Shafino, additional draft compensation, and 2029 first round pick just for Deshante Murray. Talks have stalled, but are expected to pick up back closer to the trade deadline, which again is on February 8th. Yeah, and I'm assuming you want my reaction to this. Yeah, well, like I'll get your reaction. Is there any more news or just just like deadline wise? Deadline wise, this is the biggest one right now. Because I I'll, I'll ask, like I'll ask this question at the end of the NBA talk. That's why. Uh, I'll, oh, I'll, Raptors are expected to trade Chris Boucher. Okay, I would. That's. But I'm just saying. It's yeah, solid, solid there's nothing piece. like major. But if there's anything else major, just quickly get that done. Because I want, I want to ask you a question at the end. Um, okay, Washington know. Wizards are reportedly looking for better quality draft picks for Kyle Kuzma, who could be available. Yeah. Um. And those are the main ones that I see. Yeah, just get the main ones, obviously, for now. We'll get more into the deadline talk as we get closer as, we get as closer, well. Yeah. But yeah, my question to you is, your team always has a turnaround. What, what What's going to make it different this year? Right? For me, it's the health of the role players. Like, okay. I, I'll be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not a fan of this trade. Huh? I'm going to dead out say this. Because I'm not. last year, I'm like, okay, yeah. Last year, 100%. I was like, yo, you guys cooked, right? And then you guys did well in the playoffs. And then you were managed to able to retain all those players. Yes. So, like, what's... what? Then, obviously, from your championship year in the bubble, you freaking turn around the roster for no reason. That, uh, yeah, I did and not then, understand that. And then now, like... You, you took the continuity, bro. You, you're, you're taking the continuity from last year, what you guys did, out again. So, like, what's going to what's gonna be different this time? For, what's going to be different this time? I don't think this... Okay. Um, so, you want me to answer that first? Yeah. So, like, is it going to really change anything for you guys? It's just the I guess the health of the the players that, like Rui Hachimura has been out, um, Jared Vanderbilt has been out, Cam Reddish has been up and down. I think those were all those are factors. We've been playing different lineups f- throughout the thing. What sh- what should change is obviously them being healthy, but for me it's Darvin Ham. It comes down to him, right? And, and I know you're gonna ask me about the trade in a second, so I'll get to that. I'll hold that till you ask that. I'm not saying fire Darvin Ham because I hate firing a coach after two years and Lakers have literally been that. When something goes bad, it's never the player's fault. It's like Man United all over again. It's the coach. 
And but this side, I do have to give Darvin Ham a lot of blame because even last year it worked out well. I then I'm like, okay, I have faith in that. But I just hate like the lineup decisions he has. Too much faith in Torian Prince. As much as Torian Prince should be on the team, he's he's a player that should be on the Lakers. I'm not saying get rid of Torian Prince like Russell Westbrook was, but it's for me. What will change is if he changes his coaching decisions. Simple as that. I think the lineup should be the same lineup he played in the bubble, or not the bubble, the playoffs of last year. Vanderbilt should be starting, in my opinion. Today they destroyed the uh, Portland Trailblazers. This team is so random that they beat the good teams. They beat OKC and uh, the Clippers back to back, and then got their ass kicked by the Nets. Yeah. Right. Like, I I, there's, there's no continuity. That's the thing that annoys me the most with this team. So it's a consistency issue. Yeah. Like I don't. I want to fire Darvin Ham midseason. There's no point to, right? Yeah. Unless you think Phil Handy could do a great job and do it, or if there's anyone available that could do it. So the change is: can the players just be consistent? Because AD has been playing like a monster, right? He's he's pl- he's pl- um. Lately, he's been putting a lot of assists. Like, he's playing, like, point eighty role a little bit. That's the most confusing part. Because he's not been injured. He hasn't been Last injured. Last year, there was injuries. Excuses. You know how when you said the uh, injury excuses were Buffalo? And I'm like, well, I'm not going to buy it because I'm a Laker fan and I have experienced the same thing. At the end of the day, you got to deal with the injuries. The whole 80 day-to-day, whatever his nickname was, right? But he, for the most part, minus maybe three games in the last month or so, he's been like a monster. You've seen his stat line. You've seen some games he's as well. He's killed it. Right? And LeBron's been up and down, sure, but I'm not buying LeBron to be the main guy. And he was, but you're forcing him to be. So I don't know. Austin Reeves was up and down himself to start. He went to the bench. He started killing it. Now he's back in the starting lineup. I don't know. But So I, do you think you need to make a change in the at the deadline? Do you think you need to? Yes, you, not D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell's been hooping. Okay. We have no shooting, so we need shooting. Okay. So if Buddy Hield is still up for trade, which I don't think he should be now, because they're going to go on a playoff push, and again, I don't think the Pacers are on a on a contender level right now, go get Buddy Hield or whoever, sh- whatever shooter or 3 and D player is available that you could make a trade for. Because I feel like I love DeJounte Murray. I think DeJounte Murray will be an upgrade on this team defensively. You have yeah, another I ball do, I do handler, yeah. and he's also a mid-range specialist himself. Three-point shooting is not a specialty, Yeah. right? So you get more pressure off him, uh, off the ball with LeBron. D'Angelo Russell, for me, is a better shooter, shot creator. Yeah, defensively not there. And also, he's a better playmaker overall, in my opinion. So I don't see why we get rid of the team. I would say just keep make sure the team's healthy. And Darvin just needs, and his staff needs to figure out how to get this team going. Because it's a similar team from last year. I do think we need to upgrade. Uh, Christian Wood's been playing well. But if, if I'm seeing a rumor like Tyus Jones and uh, Gafford, I'm all for it. Go get it. Because you know me and Tyus Jones. Yeah. How I think he's the guy who will take care of the ball a lot. And he will take a lot of pressure off LeBron James off the ball. As well. Right? I'll trust him there. Yeah. So, so I'm not a fan of this package because package, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not... The reason why I'm going on a tangent here quickly, but it's because Jalen Hushafino, we're giving up, giving up on him too early. If we're going to throw him... Why are we going to throw another first with Jalen Hutchifino? Obviously, Jalen Hutchifino isn't living up to what Hami Haikas is, but we're not even playing Hutchifino for that reason. It's kind of like you and Grady Dick. But he's been, Grady Dick's been performing better now. But like, if you guys look, you, you look at the guy from uh, the Warriors, forgot his name, how you pronounce it, but the, the long name, that's yeah, just the P. Obviously, Hami Haikas, and there's some other people that are playing well. I don't know, like, I got to see, like, I've watched almost every Laker game, and it's just been frustrating. I think it's more off on the... There's no culture. Like how the Canucks were last year. That's the best way to put it. That If they fix the culture, I think this team is, should be the finalist in the, in the Okay, thing. yeah. So here's the thing. I do believe DeJounte Murray will be an upgrade to your squad. I'm going to be wrong. But not at the expense but not of the, the, the... Yeah, yeah. But... This, looking at your squad, 
are you are you up there with the Nuggets? Are you up there with the Clippers? Do you consider that even if you add John T. Murray? Yes. So you we think have you LeBron are. and Anthony Davis. So you think you are. But how much is it like? Yes, obviously basketball is a different game. Like basketball, like like how I mentioned football, Josh football Allen co- couldn't do anything yeah. more, right? Like LeBron and Anthony Davis could genuinely carry you. Yeah. Right? So obviously that's the main reason. But at the same time, help is always required. The and teams the Denver's th- Denver Nuggets help is there. The Clippers help is there. The Clippers Thunders have a the Thunders still have a squad. Clippers are on a tier on their own, and yeah. you could throw the Nuggets in there as well because they deserve the respect. Half a tier below or to a full tier below, you put the Lakers. I'm not scared of any other team in the West outside of those two teams. Okay. Uh, maybe the Suns. I'll say that much. But yeah. The Suns have been, have to find their they don't have help gelling either, right? They're like you guys. Yeah. So my my point is with this team is this figure out your identity. Last year your identity was defense, and we were the best defense since that trade. You were yeah. So that, that's not the case this year. Here's so. the thing, bro. Like. I just feel like you guys just need team just need to pick one thing, and just figure yeah, out if point, you could figure out your identity fi- and excel at that thing. That's my thing. Yeah. Like I don't like if we could add Dejounte Murray, great. But to get a player, you need to give up players, right? And then not every year we're gonna finesse like how we did this past that last year. Yeah, year like last. Because that was a finesse. That was a finesse, right? And then if you add Dejounte Murray, your identity should be defense. And I know we're heavily linked to Bruce Brown, but I don't think Masai is gonna give him up for cheap either. Yeah. We know Masai. Yeah, but like, yeah. I don't know. I'm seeing reports that like we might have a good deal for the Hawks that involves Clint Capella. Then if that means point or a power forward 80, I'll take that. But then where's the spacing again, right? For me, is if you're going to add pieces, please go add shooters and please go add gritty defenders. 3 and D. And you're good. 3 and D guys if you can. And that's that's all i got to say for that. Like, I, I, we'll see what happens if the trade deadline comes Gary up. Gary Trent Jr.? No, yeah. Uh, Bruce Brown, obviously, could be a good dad. Yeah, you guys. I don't know what you're going with this now. <laughs> Just getting all the red. No, but genuinely, like those, yeah, no. those two guys, I would love to have. Here, so like one thing we both agree agree on is, yes, you have your contenders and you have your shitters, and then you have confusion. The yeah. Lakers are confusion. They're the one of the most confusing teams. Yeah, in the they were last year too. Yeah, so. But we've seen that, that is they're the biggest range team right now. They are, and, and they shouldn't be. They, and they really shouldn't be. But we'll wrap it there. But yeah, wh- okay, last, no. Or you have one more thing? Her, I'm going to ask you one thing. What do you think of this Laker team? And as like, uh, I know you haven't been watching much because obviously Canucks play at that time as well. And you have school and working on the pod stuff. But if you were to look at this team, is it strictly just Darvin Ham coaching, figure out the identity? I think so, right? Or like, like, like I'm, I'm not crazy what I'm saying. No. <laughs> From a neutral perspective. Yeah, like, okay. It worked. You guys were Western Conference. Yeah. Right? And uh, obviously, yeah, you guys beat the Warriors. You guys beat the Memphis Grizzlies with John Moran. And the Nuggets games were close. Yeah, we got swept. But they were yeah, close. apart from like two games. Yeah. Like, One game, the first game. First game, yeah. Yeah, wrestle games were pretty close. So, yeah, I'm just confused. Because I'm like, if you guys sign back all your players. Most of like, them. I'm, I was like... Okay, out of the three, it's like Hachimura, Reeves, and uh, Russell. I was like, even if you sign two of them. Vando. And Vando. So even if you sign two of those four, I was like, okay, you guys still dubbed out. And you guys managed to sign all four. Yeah, and we and, added Christian Wood. And you added Christian Wood. So I'm just like, it has to be a coaching thing, or it has to be... It's weird. Because he's healthy. like, And he's killing. He's playing. And, <laughs> so he's, no, like, and he's killing it while yeah, he's playing. Like, it's no, none I'm of this like every I'm, other day. I'm pretty 80. sure LeBron's doing what LeBron's doing. He's been like up and down. I'll say that much. It's, they kind of like swap roles in that sense. Yeah, okay, whatever. But at the end of the day, he's still LeBron. Yeah. So I don't know. It's weird because like ever since uh, this happened ever since the in-season tournament. 
Because during the in-season tournament, when games mattered for the regular season, they played well. So is it just like, this is just a, the Bills in the regular season? They just play to a team's I'm level? hoping it is because they're still, they're 500. They're currently in a playing spot. So like, my, let me ask you this last thing to close it out because I don't want to keep going on the Lakers because I yeah. can't all day. If this team were to get into a playing spot and do what they did last year, would you like, would you still be scared of this team, whoever plays them in the first round? Yes. Like I would, because at the end of the day, like what it's going to take for them is to do what the Buffalo Bills, like they're going to have to play playoff games. The problem now though before is... Before the playoffs actually begin. The problem now though is they're going to be playing the Clippers potentially in the first round. Well, at the end of the day, <laughs> you guys put yourselves in a hole. Yeah, no, I'm right? saying. Right, and uh, you guys done that last year. You managed to get out of it. But then I like, won't be surprised like if you do it again this year. Favorable last year. Yeah, true. That is, yeah. I don't know. Warriors one was still tough. I would because say. I think the Warriors will still make the playoffs, and I think the Jazz will fall out. So which means all the top teams should make it. But yeah, this is going to be injured, right? So it's it's like 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 I said before. Realistically, if it's we're con- three games away out of a playoff spot. We're yeah, three games out of a playoff spot. It's like like like, like we said before. Yeah, it's confusion. This team is confusing. This is confusing. We were two and ten. Yeah, this is confusing. But yeah, we'll, we'll keep, uh, cap it there. Um, as always, thank you guys for watching. We appreciate you guys a lot. Make sure you guys check out the Canucks video we dropped recently about Elias Pettersson, which is from a podcast. So yeah, every time you guys see a video like that, it's always from our full length podcast. So yeah, so if so, you guys if you guys watch that video, just and you want to like know more, just check out the full podcast episode. It'll always be linked at the end of the video. Yeah. And, uh, so, but I appreciate the support on that. I appreciate it on the rise. We're almost at 350, and it's only yeah. been three weeks since we got 300, right? Uh, keep an eye out on the NHL tier list coming out in a couple of weeks. I'm not going to say it right now in mid-season rankings, but outside of that, make sure you guys like, comment, and subscribe. Make sure you guys follow our, all our socials linked down below. Audio listeners, rate, review, download the podcast. And other than that, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace.